like the bad like the bad Aerosmith album just post play. Wow, that didn't take long to jump right into the theme music. Board Wrestling Fan Radio, episode 129. I wasn't even, like, ready. I was expecting to go through the old radio thing. <laughs> Think so, Joe, along with JT and Mark, and we're waiting. <laughs> I have a leg cramp. <laughs> and LeBron James, apparently. <laughs> I just had to do it. I just had to do it. Just had to do it. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if George is coming. I haven't spoken to him in like a week, actually. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> I haven't talked to George in like a week. So I was kind of hoping he'd show up. <laughs> and we're waiting on Gigi. He's going to be with us in a few minutes. But I've got breaking news. Breaking news that will shock everybody that listens to this program. All three of you. All three of you. JT watched Payback. Yes, I did. Holy shit. Yes, yes, I did. I actually did. And I couldn't, you know, I, I knew we were going to start out with this. So, you know, I was hoping everybody would be here. But of course, you know. Um, but yeah, no, basically, when I left here last Good week. Job I George had, isn't here. We're going to have a heart attack. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but well, George was at my house when I found out JT was watching Payback. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, basically, I ended up when I left here last week. I kind of just I, my plans kind of fell through. So, oh, s- s- sorry, G. Um, but um, I ended up home. I I just ran errand. I instead of doing you know what I was going to do, I ended up at a, at a buddy's house and he was watching SmackDown and it was actually putting me to sleep. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go home. And about by 8 o'clock, my girlfriend's outside. She's doing, you know, yard work outside. And I'm sitting at the TV, and I'm like, yeah. I'm... At first, I was watching Full House reruns. I started watching Full House reruns. I'm like, oh, what the hell? It's better than anything else. I'm like, and I'm looking at my tab. I'm like, you know what? I need to try it just, just to see. And I, I turned it on, and I left it on the whole entire thing. Yeah, and you were like texting me and tweeting me and facebooking me. Uh, I, I was also show. tweeting um, a certain other uh, the first our the first lady at BWF was on was tweeting too. Uh, Miss uh, Draw Goddess herself. Yes, she was tweeting. I was tweeting with her, chatting with her a little bit. Well, what did you think of the show? Because I know it's the first WWE show you've watched in quite a while. Uh, eh, at least meh. that that wasn't from the nineties. Yeah, well, that's, I think it's the first non-Big Four pay-per-view, I think, in over a decade. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, it, it basically was meh. It, it did really didn't do anything. I, you know, I kind of had it on split screen too, so I had like, we were, I was watching like, you know, stuff like Master Chef and, um, you know, Hell's Kitchen and all because we had all the DVR. Because when my girlfriend came back and I. You know, I I kept the tablet going, but we were, you know, and it was just it didn't really do anything. It didn't didn't do much anything for me. It was just okay. Well, they're not gonna try, so yeah. You know. Well, and you it, know, and uh, it only and I will say this much: as much as I've shat on the network, it only crashed twice. <laughs> of course, only one 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 of one of the times was during the Cena Bray Wyatt match, and I missed missed the the fu of Bray Wyatt into the speakers. Or whatever it is, they, the 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 road case or whatever was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, real quick, the card: El Torito defeated Hornswoggle in a mask versus hair match. 
Gee, I'm sure you have something to weigh in on on this match. Uh, yeah, it was um awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I didn't turn I didn't turn into tune into the um pay per view until like a half an hour in. I think I it was about it was about eight thirty when I started watching too. So I didn't watch the whole first. I didn't watch the pre show or the first half hour. So so you missed Sheamus defeating Cesaro, which was disappointing, and was the one match I got wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, me and you both had the same picks, so yeah. And the and the predictor and the flock we're talking about not necessarily on the show. <laughs> the I don't remember what you picked on the show. I I think I went with the exact same picks, but it doesn't matter. I it, I guess Sheamus, he's holding the title of Doom that relegates you to jobbing generally. Yeah. Except when the title's on the line, which was the case. So right. So it's not it's not it's not a terrible outcome because it means Cesaro is better than that belt and he deserves to go for the main title. Right. So which, see, which I made we'll, it positive. Which we'll talk about in a few minutes, of course. Uh Ry Baxel defeated Cody Rhodes in Goldust. Okay, that's who that's who they wrestled because I know I when I turned it on it was right as um Goldust was telling Cody Rhodes he needs to find a new or it was Cody told, telling Goldust he needs to find a new partner. <laughs> Which we'll talk about later. Uh, <laughs> Rusev defeated Big E. I'm glad it was short. Yeah. R- R- Rusev defeated Big E in a flagpole waving match. People. Yeah. They were waving. They were going at, but it would. They did a five minute flag waving thing. It was like, come on. It's the 1980s gimmick. JT with Rusev. He's uh. They're, they're trying this throwback thing. I don't know. Some people think that Rusev's gotten better in the ring. I. I'm not convinced, it, well, but I mean, some guys like the big jobber smack around dudes. I, you guys know I don't, so I'm I'm biased going in. You know, I I get I get that part for Rusev. I just the thing is is Biggie coming out with the la- the flag and waving it. It's like okay, yeah, what we get it. You know, it's just do we? You know, this is supposed to be a, a big event. You you don't need to be waving. You can do you can do the flag waving on SmackDown. I think they did. They probably did, and, and and I do want to talk about Rusev again in a few minutes uh, when we get to Raw. Oh, do we have to talk about Raw? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Not like anything relevant happened. Well, right? we're we're not going to talk about a lot of Raw. <laughs> we're, we're really going to, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, Kofi Kingston was put in the match with Bo Dallas uh, this, on the on the Raw this on the pre-show. The became Raw, right? <laughs> on the pre-show, he was put on a show with Bo Dallas on the main card. Uh, which was, of course, punishment for him tweeting something against the authority, and then he got beat up by Kane. Uh, Bad News Barrett defeated Rob Van Dam. Oh, no, wait, wait. That match, did that actually officially happen? Or was Kane... That That whole shit with Kane, was that ruled like a DQ? I don't even know what the hell the result was. was It was a no contest, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, okay. I don't even think the match happened. I think he just Kane just beat the crap out of him, and then they just went on to the next match. Bodell said, "You'll get over it as long as you believe." Yeah. Uh, John Cena with the Usos defeated Bray Wyatt with Luke Harper and Eric Ronan. Let me tell you something. Hey, George is here. George walked in the door. Let me tell you something about this. This uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso would have never been allowed at ringside if if Jack Tunney were still around because they don't have managers' licenses. Right, George? Yes. You could grab a headphone totally right. and, and a microphone there. There you go. Welcome. Yes. It's been a while since I've even spoke to you, so <laughs> it's glad, yeah. to ha- glad to have you here. It's one of those weeks. Yeah. Well, f- in, in, based on that argument, neither would uh, 
Yeah, the yeah, Wyatt, two Wyatt family members. Yeah, I, I, I suppose not, but still. And then, of course... So, Wyatt does, though. <laughs> I, 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 th- I loved this match. I thought this match was awesome. I, some people would say it's over, it was over-gimmicked and everything. Not me. I thought the match was okay, but I think, uh, you know, this was a last-man-standing match, not last-man-trapped-in-a-box match. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I well, was, you might as well have used exactly. duct tape again. Laying down. I, I was definitely not happy about that. Well, we can at least. I didn't do... like that finish either. I thought that yeah. was really creative. I, <laughs> yeah, I, we, we can. Well, go ahead, G. I'm sorry. I, it, it was really creative. I and and it, in, in some ways, it kind of made Bray look a little stronger than if he had just had his ass handed to him and he's laid there for ten seconds. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah but the problem is, they were cheat to win. They weren't lined up though, so you could clearly see Bray just lying there. If right. he was completely covered, I'd say yeah, it makes him look stronger, but he wasn't. Yeah, well, he couldn't. He couldn't. He'd been. Um, he'd been in a war with John Cena apparently, and he couldn't get the box off of him. I guess I don't know what the. I, I yeah, that, that, this was a honestly. I think it's a way better outcome to have him in, a man in a box. Cue the Allison Jeans track. Than, <laughs> Yeah, then to have him just lying on the ground because if he's just lying on the ground, then it's it's just no. I I, I will agree with you on that point. It's just come on, really. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't very I, I you know of course. Couldn't they overturn it on Raw like the like the dumpster match where they were thrown in the wrong dumpster at WrestleMania 2000 <laughs> or whatever it was? But guys, lol, Cena wins. Oh, of course. Um, Cena pa- wins, lol. Page, you guys would rather have him like just totally defeat. Bray Wyatt and kill the character? Oh no, or absolutely not. Hoping Bray Bray would win. Don't don't worry. Well, Triple, I did mean, a perfect world, yeah, but Triple H H but I don't win. I don't think anybody thought that. I don't think anybody <laughs> picked Bray Wyatt to win. I, w- I was hoping he and was going to like. And, like, and I'm not complaining that he lost because he beat beat down Bray with like the severed like parts of the dead kid because you know <laughs> yeah monster. But I mean, we could all dream. So. <laughs> Summer, you call it nightmares. I call it sweet slumber. I don't know. I I would have I would have probably you know had it where uh, Bray Wyatt defeated Cena and then uh, Harper and Rowan peed on him afterwards. Did, <laughs> well, see, see that, but that that's booking for us. You know what I mean? WWE's got to book for everybody. Fuck everybody. We're important. Yes, we are. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> Assholes. I, I you know uh, you know for for those. You, we're almost stockholders. When we get almost. the money, we're going to be stockholders. I swear to God. You're still part of that key demographic. Yeah, Mark, yeah, yeah. Mark's still part of the key demographic, and he wanted he wanted Bray Wyatt to win. <laughs> I'm still a couple, I'm a couple years off from that, so yeah. I'm done. Uh, Paige defeated Alicia Fox by submission, and we didn't get a tantrum. No. No. No, she just no, we, cried. We, we didn't, did she do anything on Raw? I know she had a little spaz fest on SmackDown. She, she beat down uh, uh, Nikki Bella. Oh, right. her, her and Oksana. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing important. Yeah, okay. nothing important. And the Shield defeated Evolution. Uh, yes. And they eliminated Batista, Blue Tista. Blue Tista. Yes. Blue Tista, Randy Orton, and Triple H. Yes. Got it correct, yo. I didn't have to take the time to superimpose the blue man's face on top of uh, Batista doing his wave for the animated Jeff. That took time, people. Time. Oh my God! His little princess wave. Yes. Yeah. He, yes. Uh, apparently, yeah. he's the queen. Which, which, which of course, kicked off Raw. Yes. Which, which let me uh, let me let me tell you something. I stayed home on Monday night. Mm-hmm. I never stay home on Monday night. I always I always work Monday nights. <laughs> and I decided, you know, the girl that need my night uh, that works my nights off needed this weekend off. And I'm like, 
okay, screw it. I'm, I'm going to take Monday and Tuesday off. So that way I'm off Friday and Saturday. I work Sunday. I'm off Monday and Tuesday. So I almost have a four-day weekend. <laughs> I could stay home and I could relax. I could watch Raw on Monday. Mm-hmm. And so I watched Raw on Monday. And I found myself checking the clock so many damn times. Like, okay, it, it's got to be 11 o'clock by now. What the fuck do you mean it's only 9.30? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <clears throat> here's how I approach Raw. I was on the verge the whole evening of just fucking destroying my television, and it's been a very angry week for me. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, wait, wait, you were angry with the outcome of the pay per view main event, George? No, 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 no. Because that was an awesome match. No, this is anger directed at a totally different subject than wrestling. It's just oh, you know, okay, okay, yeah. Rest, no, wrestling was no, no. You know, the pay per view was good. You know, I, I, I enjoyed watching it. We had a fun time doing so. Um, but anyway, so uh, towards the end of, of Raw, uh, uh, it was announced that there was going to be a ceremony for Rusev, and I put the I, I put the television on mute, and I here I am sitting through this ceremony, and I'm like, okay, where, when's Big E going to show up? No, I know he's going to show up. He's gonna, I, I know something's going to happen. Something's got to happen. It's it's just not going to be a fucking ceremony. Well, no let, let me put this in perspective here, because this was one of the times I checked the clock. Like, oh, we're going to have the Heroes Federation ceremony for Rusev or whatever the fuck it is, right? And I'm like, okay, what time is it? And at this point, it's like 10.50. Mm-hmm. The show's supposed to end in 10 fucking minutes, and I know there's an overrun and all that shit, but it's like, okay, how much time is going to be left for the main event after this ceremony thing? And much like you, I'm sitting there like, okay, okay, when's the face going to come out and beat the shit out of him? (laughs) And much like you, I was angry when it didn't happen because this is booking 101. The heel's having a a celebration. The face is supposed to come out and break it up, right? Am I right? Yes, and that's what was happening. As this ceremony continued to take place, I I figured, you know what? If if nothing's going to happen during this ceremony, I am going to turn off the television and I'm going to call it a night. Yeah, Biggie was watching in the back, and he was too far backstage to make it out in time. He was too busy sniffing his hands. L- <laughs> Let me ask you this, George: Did yes. you turn it off after the segment? Yes, you did. I, I, I did. You did, and I found out what happened the next day <laughs> after I turned you off did. the goddamn okay. television. Okay, yes. so, so, so let's continue on here because after this segment, which obviously angered you to the point of turning off your television yes, it did. and angered me to the point of what the fuck, how the fuck do people sit here and do this for three hours every week? Yeah. I look at the clock. It's 11 o'clock and the Shield are making their way to the ring for the main event between uh, what was it supposed to be? Uh, Reigns and Orton? Yeah. Or Rollins and Orton or something like Rain, that, right? Reigns and Orton. And Orton. Okay. Yeah. And of course... Triple H then, and of course, we get Triple H's entrance. I'm like, dude, by the time Orton gets to the damn ring, it's going to be next week already. I was going to say, <laughs> we're, ne- we're already to the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, Triple H comes out, oh, there's always a plan B. And, uh, well, yeah. I was thinking, and I'm sure a lot of people were thinking, oh, this is where Batista comes out and attacks the shield from behind. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's not what happened. Oh, oh, that was a swerve. <laughs> you, you found out you found out second hand. Yeah. Okay. It was. It was. Trust me. It hurt just as much. <laughs> I, I. I don't know about that because I. I watched it live, and he hit. He nailed Reigns with that chair. I'm like, what the fuck did I just see? Uh, no fucking way. You know. Yeah, they. They. And had, the look on Ambrose's face said it all. Oh my god, dude. I. 
I, I heard about it on, on, on Facebook the next day when I woke up, actually, in the morning. Um, and it really, like, I was so bummed out afterwards. I'm like, this shit really happened? Boy, oh, boy, am I glad I fucking turned that television off because I, I probably would have cried. I, I would have openly wept. And uh, nobody needs to see that or hear about that. So I'm glad. I, I seriously, like, looked at my TV like, no fucking way. Yeah, that sucks. And I, I think my I think my wife was asleep, and I think I woke her up, <laughs> and I think she looked and she said, "What's going on?" Like, "Oh shit," <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, and wow. and 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 Mark did a piece on that the next day, or or maybe yeah, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, was it Thursday? I I knew you did a piece on it. <laughs> Eventually, you did a piece on it once the website was working again because yeah. it was down for like a whole day. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I heard. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I host the IHWE website on our server, and IHWE just had a big uh, announcement over this past week, which was uh, at the Cauliflower Alley Club, they announced that it is no longer going to be the Texas Wrestling Hall of Fame. It's going to be the Southern Wrestling Hall of Fame, which will expand to include, of course, all the states surrounding oh, Texas. It's fucking huge. <laughs> and well, uh, uh, They were upset about South, too. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we move on to random rant, random rants, um, I want to chime in on this whole stuff thing. Okay. Okay, I, I've been a huge proponent for a long time about, and I, I know a number of you guys agree with me on this, um, about the idea that you have to break up the shield and they can't just go on and do singles stuff, right? And I, I still believe that. I believe. Huh? <laughs> but it happened. What can you do? I mean, this isn't uh, this isn't something we can do anything about. It's over. Um, it's kind of for now. Is it over permanently? Who knows? Who knows? Um, I was really outraged initially. I certainly won't lie to you. I share your sentiments earlier in the week, but now that we're a few days removed, I've thought a lot about a little things. I've heard that you know Vince McMahon made this decision last minute and all this jive, and I don't know if that's legit or not because dirt sheets hole <laughs> but storyline wise it actually does kind of make a little bit of sense okay there's a few ways you can look at it firstly the most important thing regardless of what they use as this explanation they've been plugging this guy really hard as the architect the mastermind behind this group and triple h said you'll never see the shield again and that is one part of why it's logical another reason is Rollins on a couple of occasions has threatened to walk off on these two guys and break the group up already anyway because they're not following through the original point of the group. And the original point of the group really was um, selling out for money and in, enacting their own brand of justice. So if they want to follow through with that, Triple H basically giving him the opportunity to go for titles and whatnot would make sense. And him... He could say the other guys turned on him because they went all happy face-like and the whole point of the group was to basically like take over and run the fucking show. So that kind of makes sense too. I know, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good angle. I get that. But it's not completely out of the realm of, of logic. That, that being said, they could fuck this whole thing up. Uh, they probably will. <laughs> but... <laughs> But but it does actually have potential to make some sense. Even though I again I don't like the idea that they had to break up the group. 
at all. And, and I, I still firmly stand by that, but it happened, and there's nothing I can fucking do about it. And one other interesting thing, some nerd put t- the time in this week. I know I sure as hell didn't, and I know Joe sure as hell didn't, because we were doing something called working all the fucking time. Um, you know who has never lost a match uh, for his team or individually in 2014? Who's that? Seth Rollins. Oh, okay. Yep. That makes sense. So, who's the strongest member of the Shield? Really? I think it's Seth Rollins. Well, I, I, I mean, again, I don't necessarily like all of this, but I'm, I'm starting to look at it from kind of a little bit of a stand back view of that kind of there's stuff there that could make sense. Now, we haven't got our explanation yet. I know at the end of your review, you said we'll tune into the other shows. No, they sure as fuck didn't give us anything. They, they gave us the old, I, I know what it is, and and, and I'm the only one that needs to know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I did. That's so, the only part I, of SmackDown I caught was the, the first segment and the match the between ma- yeah, him, and, him and Ziggler. And, I mean, that you know what? They're, they, they're going to save this for Raw. Well, Whenever of course, they of decide course. to explain it, they're going to save it for the show that has the most eyeballs on it. Of course. Well, let me tell you this. Uh, you you said earlier that uh, you know, is it a good gimmick or a good angle? You know, who knows? But let me let me tell you this. To me, and maybe this is just my opinion, but to me, a good angle is a, is an angle that has you saying, "Okay, what the hell's going to happen now?" and tuning in to find out. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is to me. Is well. Okay, he just turned on the shield. What, what, what happens now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well and there's always the there's supposed to end. It's not necessarily going to end the shield. No, no. And you know, I've I've seen speculation, and I don't want to say rumors because I don't think I actually necessarily read anything on any dirt sheets or anything. But uh, you know. I've I've seen speculation on other yeah no <laughs> I I've seen speculation on other potential members to replace Rollins or my theory is how long is it until Batista actually has to go promote Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, we're in June. Films in August. Mm-hmm. The, I think the the you know the time to plug that movie is now. Just because it's a Marvel movie, right? It's not as uh, popular per se as as the uh, X Men movies or you know Captain America, Thor, all that shit. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna be as easily recognizable. So I think there's gonna be more of a of, of a promotion uh, to to get people more familiarized with it. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I, I I see some of the prospects for. Rollins's replacement that you were talking about, and one in particular really, <laughs> really, really got me excited. Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that got that got me happy, and um, I, I want to put my two cents in on this whole Rollins uh, situation. Although the initial uh, the initial uh, reaction to this happening was shock for me and disappointment. On Friday, when uh, you know, I, I don't. Is it okay to give away the end of the show on SmackDown real quick? Why the hell not? Okay. <laughs> on, on no, Friday, I mean, because talk about other parts of other shows out of order. It's all aired. All right, just, cool. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just we're going, man. Just just just, just uh, go. Just, Whatever's on your mind. Just all right, all right. I'm, I'm making sure. Um, uh, when when Evolution attacked uh, Big Show, and Rollins, you know, gave him the the curb stop and everything like that. I was a little bit more comfortable with seeing him as a part of that. Um, I think if 
it felt better. It felt a little bit more like comfortable for some reason, like that that he was a heel and that he was doing what he was doing. It just it's you know I I came to terms with it. Um, so I I, I think that's okay. I I think what it does is it breathes new life into the rivalry between Evolution and the Shield, uh, so you could carry it out a little bit longer, um, and you know and and it does put uh it, you know it kind of it's like a role reversal like Evolution now has the upper hand and 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 the Shield are kind of at a loss. And if you look at it, and somebody else pointed this out this week was it's you're back to the point of evolution where you have the past in Triple H, the present in Randy Orton and the future in Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it makes sense. I, I, you know, I, I cannot complain about this, you know, and it does, it does leave room for maybe a potential NXT call up, uh, to join the shield and, and maybe, you know, you know, add, add a little bit more uh excitement back into it because because let, let's let, you know let's all admit here i mean although they they are and were a great 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 uh group chemistry wise and, and everything it, it seemed like it was getting a little stale uh it seemed like things were getting a little it were, the, the the whole idea of the three of them together was kind of getting a little eh. so now if you if you bring somebody else up or you add somebody to the group, you you, you kind of make it exciting again, and you, you and that's kind of where I'm seeing things at this point. And uh, you know, I'm not I'm not as upset as I was initially, so it's cool. Yeah, like like I said, I mean, it was just it was just shock when it happened. Yeah, because like I said, I'm home, I'm watching it live. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> what the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's kind of like as the week goes on, it's like, oh well, you know, it's interesting and it gives you something to talk it gives us something to talk about on sunday because mm. i had no idea if we were doing the guests that we're supposed to be doing or not or whatever so <laughs> i'm not convinced a hundred percent at this point that this group is going to be called evolution and i'm not convinced that uh the shield should add another member because do we need shield 2000 because that guy's going to get labeled with the replacement gimmick that they bring up. I don't know. I don't know if I want it to be someone like Sami Zayn because I don't want him to get ruined by something like that. Um, I'm not. I'm not convinced the Shield is going to exist next at the end of next Monday tomorrow night. I I don't know if Ambrose and uh, Reigns will necessarily be you know doing anything other than a, maybe a short tag run. I don't know. I don't know what any I said of this probably means, a, probably a paper. nothing's been established. Probably like, money in the bank. They, you have the two of them against, uh, you know, Rollins and Orton, unless they for, do add somebody else to the Shield and and have it. Rollins, Rollins and Orton would make more sense, um, to me right now because nothing's been established. They have have they even called Evolution with Rollins Evolution? No, I don't recall no, that. No, and you're right. I mean, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I've heard the same rumors about the call up. I've also heard another potential call-up being um, a lot of people have been saying Corey Graves would be a great spot, and he's, you know, kind of vanished from NXT as of late, and so maybe maybe this is by design. And again, I'm going back to this Vince did it at the last minute thing. I don't know if I buy that. I maybe he pulled the trigger on a, an established storyline idea that they had planted seeds for at the last minute, but as for just arbitrarily breaking up the Shield. I, I don't I don't buy that. Why that that's 
there's so much bad on WWE right now. They have to be aware of what their draw is. And I, they know that this is one of their draws. And with Brian on the shelf, I mean, they might, they're probably still going to fuck it up. I, can't, I, won't, I just won't get past that. But at the end of the day, it would seem really dumb for them to like be messing around with a few things that work. I, I, I would expect this to be better played if it's a long, played out, all the way to SummerSlam type of storyline. Hell, maybe Seth Rollins can you know be the guy on the inside to, to destroy the you know corporation or whatever you want to call him. I mean, there's lots of ways this thing can go. I'm gonna try to remain optimistic about it, but I don't know about this. I don't know. I, I just something about bringing someone in. I, I have a bad feeling that that won't work. We could sit here in armchair book all day and say, well, this is what it, this is what I would do, and this is what we this is what we would do. But at the end of the day, it's what they do, and if what they do can entertain us and keep us tuned in, because the only reason to watch Raw tomorrow night is to find out why. Or hope to find out why. That's the only reason. After last week's Raw, who the fuck wants to watch Monday Night Raw? I sure as fuck don't. <laughs> I, I sucker. <laughs> to tell you the truth, you, you're not you're not enamored by the new tag team style of Sin Cara and Goldust. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Pre Bella Fallout too. Oh yeah. Well, oh fuck. Yeah. Who gives? Because she quit at Payback. You can't fire me because I, I quit. quit. Yeah, there goes her. Stephanie pissed her pants because of it. Yes, she did. (laughs) She slapped the piss out of her. Uh, You know, (laughs) I don't know if you caught my raw review. I did call the pay per view (laughs) payback. You know, I think that was a stupid move. (laughs) You should. You should give yourself one. Fuck it. Um, We could actually hear the horn this week. (laughs) Hey, cool. (laughs) I I needed that yesterday when I unlocked Cleveland and the the Family Guy game. There you go. I, I think that what Brie Bella did was completely stupid on her part because now there goes her unemployment. Fuck, <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck her. <laughs> uh, apparently she didn't. She True. Didn't, she I never thought of it that way. Yeah, she didn't give any thought to that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, what's going to happen now? She's not going to ca- She's not going to get any royalties from uh, Total Divas, which, you know, we know how well that show's blowing up. Um and, and and she's yeah. There's nothing left for her now. It's all right. Her husband's the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He goes the pay window. <laughs> pay window. <laughs> he's gonna be the next one to quit. And, and they're, yeah, they're, they're gonna be in. They're gonna be in uh, wrestling. He's gonna have a stretcher match with Kane. They're, they're gonna he's gonna use some plunder, and then he's gonna go to pay window. They're, they're if you will. Both of both, <laughs> both of them are going to be in the wrestling equivalent of the welfare line, which is ROH. <laughs> no, that, that is another no, amazing no, it's thing TNA. About, oh God! <laughs> Speaking of TNA, amazing thing about Raw that they made me want to see Brian stripped <laughs> because so I much prefer the idea of, of the Money in the Bank title being for the title. The Kane and Brian match. I I want to talk about TNA wrestling for one second here. And, and wah, wah, wah. Yes, I, I I want to talk about TNA wrestling for a second here because they had a show uh, somewhere the other night, a house show, a, uh, one of those base brawls that they do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw these pictures, but they drew people. They drew um like at most three hundred people. <laughs> Somehow I'm not surprised. <laughs> I am willing to put money on IHWE outdrawing that last TNA house show. <laughs> I would say so. I, I'm willing to put money on it because David's got that show coming up at 6 p.m. today at the Sendera Center in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> I think CZW outdraws that. 
300 people, man. And the, the, there's the pictures of, like, Gal Kim wrestling Angelina Love, and there's, like, nobody. It's like an empty arena match. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this much. I've seen them twice live, and I think they might, I think saying 500 total for two, seeing them twice, I think is a high number. That's I think in, in, both shows. in Buffalo, the two times I saw them, they drew pretty well. They didn't. It, 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 they sure as hell didn't sell out the uh, Coca-Cola field here, but they... They had a decent number of people. Mm-hmm. I I think we're a, we're a good wrestling town here. I think you know what I mean. Like we don't get acknowledged as such because our fans are like quiet compared to some of these other places. Yeah, you know what I mean. But we're a good wrestling town. We we go to our wrestling events here <laughs> when we know about them. OSPW. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah. Uh, this time there's a, there's a local promo a promotion here called uh, OSPW, and I hate this promotion. I've never been to one of their shows because I never know when they're having shows. I always find out either the day of the show, or in this case, as with their show last night, I found out the day after the show that they were having a show. <laughs> like, dude, plug your shit. <laughs> Get on that shit, damn it. Like you and I can already, you and I without even looking at a flyer can tell you when the next Empire State Wrestling show is. Twenty first. Yep. Which somebody booked a show for. I hit dude, I'm I'm in three right now on that day. Three shows? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'll tell you about it during song. Break. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. got some catching up to do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> we do. <laughs> You're <laughs> also booked at the SW event. He is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm he's Sanjay Dutch replacement. I'm Sanjay Dutch replacement. No, I, I'm I'm the I'm the, I'm Jordan Olivencia's replacement. <laughs> I'm gonna be the ring announcer because I, you know, like all the other ones in 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 his wake, I'm fat and I'm out of shape. <laughs> they needed two of them to replace him this past show. <laughs> He's going to be doing America the Beautiful Day style. Yes, I am. Yes. I, I have to because after this week, I feel uh, I've ooh thunder. Um, I I I feel bass players need to be respected again because I got disrespected completely on Thursday, and I I need to uh, I need to bring shit back. You know, I have a feeling I'm getting an earful during the song break. <laughs> Don't worry. In the end, it's all going to turn out okay. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I just got to get past this whole initial uh, initial shock of no of you know getting my dick knocked in the dirt here. Um, so it'll be okay, guys. I'm I'm so I'm still going to be a famous rock star, and you're all coming with me. <laughs> Simple as that. We're going to do BWF everywhere. Yes. I'm need someone to mooch off. I wish I was a You're going to be Mark's sugar daddy. Wow. <laughs> hey, that's okay. It's whatever, man. Uh, I, I, all I know is, with after the initial expenses of buying my own house and a new car and everything, when I get big, one of my first trips is going to be to go visit Mister G, and uh, I'm going to pay his boss to give him a week off, and then I'm going to pay G to have a week off, and then we're going to go kidnapping people. And, oh, sweet! And we're keeping them in his goddamn basement, just like he said he would. Yeah, I'm right. We will, and and you know, and he won't have to worry about work. He can have a vacation for God's sakes. Gee, do you remember what one of those is? Um, 
No. 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 Okay. Well, I'm. I'm gonna. Nine years ago was my last vacation. I think. Oh, sh- well, oh, no, I now, know the now, feeling, man. Now I'm. Now I'm starting to regret ordering that CD from George and giving him my my home address. <laughs> you, <laughs> oh, you are my fucked. That's lighting up between uh, July and August. But, that's uh, okay. George knows where I live. He comes to my house every week. Yep. So so yeah, JT. I'm gonna make sure. Well, this is my uh, the other band. This isn't the you know this isn't uh, Diceros. So I, don't worry, JT. I'm going to bring the whole band. We're going to bring all of our equipment. We're going to play right outside your house. Oh, that's, <laughs> no, that's cool. I got a big enough backyard. You could you could probably set up a stage and everything. Well, let's fucking do that, man. Let's have a fucking party, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll bring. I'll 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 ship Joe out with me. We'll try to get G and Mark. Uh, you know, we'll get him on a red eye. Oh, George is already talking about giving me a job. Yeah, I, I, I don't even have to like. I already. I, I'm. I, I, I could quit the shit that I'm doing. Yeah, dude, dude, the Powerballs oh, to what? Two twenty, two hundred twenty-seven million. Oh, what the, what the fuck, people? Bitch. I I don't even have a job, but if I if I won that, I'd go into some establishment and just tell people to go fuck themselves and walk out. <laughs> 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 I know I don't work here, but fuck you, and I'm gonna and I quit. <laughs> <laughs> that that be... kind of money, I would pay someone else to quit and quit for them. <laughs> <laughs> I would set them up for life just so I can quit a job. <laughs> I'd make sure that I, I I paid some you know very nice looking woman to quit her job and become my personal ball washer. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy a lot of stock in WWE <laughs> and I would make Vince McMahon bark like a dog, <laughs> stick his head in a mop bucket. Then he'd make him cluck like a chicken just because he can. Okay. With- with with the yellow with the yellow suit jacket on. Oh my god! <laughs> oh oh god! That would be beautiful. <laughs> See that, that we we all we're all very creative in how we would spend a lot of money. Most of it involves fucking other people over. Yes yeah. yes because I think it's it's nice to do that you know I mean it, it reminds it kind of reminds me of the time I sexually assaulted an ATM. <laughs> oh, it felt good to fuck the bank for once. <laughs> It was kind of weird because I'd never come into money before. (laughs) 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 We need the drum. The drum. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) I'm 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 already feeling better. (laughs) I'm okay with Seth Rollins leaving the Shield. I'm talking about fucking ATMs. Yeah, th- this show's this show's going to turn out pretty good today. <laughs> it's therapeutic for you, isn't it? It really George? is. It really is. It, it's 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 my way of uh, of of you know just talking a bunch of shit and and. You know, honestly, I honestly don't think I've talked to you since last Sunday. You, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I I made an attempt to text you, and, and then, then I made an attempt to text you the next day, and then since then it's been. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't make the arc on Wednesday. No, I um. Um, I You're could, on? I no, I I thought I had a hair oh. in there or something. Um, yeah, the arc I just was not feeling that great, and I know that the 18th I'm not going to make it because I have a show <laughs> at the at the forum in <laughs> Amherst, New York, with Lost Elysium yet again. Um, yeah, and and plus I kind of figured you guys were really really fucking like crammed in there one of the bands one of the bands didn't show up Uh, and uh, but john and his cousin did oh she showed up she showed up (laughs) she showed up uh and i knew i could sense and uh (laughs) but uh i knew you wanted to see that first band i did i really did but i I figured you know what if i showed up it was just going to be chaos because that's just one more person you got to find space for and 
I had I had to steal Billy's drum riser <laughs> or dr- a drum throne oh, and sit throne. on the throne. Yeah, see, that's I that's where I that's where I had to sit for the first half of the show. That's that's kind of why I did what I did. Also, on top of not feeling well, is because I figured you know <clears throat> it, it seems like it was going to be really packed, and I just didn't want to add on to it. And plus, I kind of sensed. I sensed that that crazy broad was going to be there that day, so I was going to text you to warn you. <laughs> I, I, but you didn't come don't in. Don't anyway. show up. She's here. She's here. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So back, back to back to the whole uh, the whole thing of wrestling. I'm, this I'm is what like, happens when George and I don't speak for a week. Yeah, I mean, holy fuck. <laughs> I'm I'm watching this uh, GIF that uh, G put up on the SmackDown review, and this is fucking ridiculous. Um, I who the, I don't know who the fuck did, is doing this move, but it is the coolest fucking move I've I've seen in years. Well, one of the, you know, because the Canadian Destroyer is still awesome. Did you see that Buff Bagwell did a Canadian Destroyer? He did. He did. Oh boy, I'm sure that didn't work out too well. Did he do it on one of his uh, his uh, female clients? <laughs> no, he did it. He did it in an actual wrestling match. Oh, shit, I, I think it was for Absolute Intense Wrestling in uh, in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> the man whores at it. <laughs> That's so fucking cool. <laughs> oh wow! But yeah. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to. I forgot to. To I, I'm seeing it now, and now I'm, I want to mention this. Uh, what now? One of Cena's moves of doom is the stair throw. Yes. He 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 did it against Bray Wyatt, and then he did it against Kane on Monday, and uh, I just don't get it. Like, it's he's not that cool. All right, <laughs> and he all he and if uh, <clears throat> if Kane and and Bray Wyatt are the guys that I know them to be, um, they're not going to let a, a set of stairs stop them. Because <laughs> it is a nice aggressive move though to just throw a giant chunk of steel in someone's face. It is. Uh, I'll agree with that. I'll agree. It, but it, it's better than like. Dropping an elbow on them, <laughs> or trying to do that, or doing that leg drop from the top rope like he does, and <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we're looking through the the artwork in the SmackDown review right now. Yes, <laughs> I haven't had the opportunity to do so. Yes, <laughs> and W Bo, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit! Oh, that that's fucked up. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Some okay. On top of the fact that Bo, Bo Dallas's character is really obnoxious, um, he is the greasiest motherfucker on God's uh-huh. green earth. Holy shit! It's like he douses himself in fucking uh, in Mazola fucking corn oil or whatever the fuck he does, and before he goes out to the ring, he's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna dip myself in this." It's <laughs> like I don't know whether to fucking get mad at him or fucking you know deep fry him. <laughs> I'll believe if he tastes good tempura. <laughs> Shit, I, I'm sorry. I'm a hungry fat guy right now. I, I haven't eaten much the last couple of days, so I think uh, deep frying him would solve most of our problems. It would shut him up. Yes, it would. <laughs> it would make me a little bit happier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he would actually serve a better purpose if if he became food. <laughs> I guess they must have banned baby oil because he was claiming it on expenses. <laughs> <laughs> He's got lots of stock in Johnson and Johnson, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, Bow more tears. <laughs> 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 
Daniel Bryan's two uh, catchphrases are yes, 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 and bo, bo, bo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to bring this up. Uh, I, I, this once again, nothing wrestling related. I, I hung out with a friend of mine yesterday, and uh, she is a um, uh, she's trying to work. She's a, a drug addict, but she's trying to get off of the stuff. So we're 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 hanging out at her parents' house with you know her and her nieces and shit, and we're flipping through the channels. And there's a <clears throat> there's a show called Drugs Made Me Do It, and I'm like, you really want to watch this? You really want, and and it turned in it, between that and the show Intervention, which she actually had had an inter- intervention for her. <clears throat> we we turned it into Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Um, it was kind of funny um, because the first case on Intervention was this nineteen year old that's a heroin addict and is a diabetic and all this other shit. Now my friend is a heroin addict, and I have not. You know, doesn't matter if I mention it now because she's not listening. So fuck her. Um, and here she is. She's critiquing this this chick on TV on her for, on her shooting up form. And <laughs> like, dude, I swear to God. And she's and she's watching. She's watching this chick shoot up, and and this chick's got like black tar heroin and shit. And here I am. I'm thinking, oh, that's fucking terrible. My friend, out of nowhere, she blurts out, Oh, that lucky bitch! I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> no more drugs for that woman. <laughs> Holy fuck. It was, just, it was just a weird scene of irony to, to, to have uh, this kind of sit-down and, and, and television-watching session about drug shows. And it was kind of funny. Anyways, back to wrestling! NWO. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, impact happened too. Yeah, it did. To get back to TNA for yeah. a second, I I, I, I want to. Do they be, have both a gay and lesbian love angle going on at the same time? Be, before we get into the show, I've seen a lot of people say that this was like the worst freaking wrestling show ever, and that they're going to quit watching and reviewing TNA. Is there any like reason behind that? It, it was it really that bad. It's not that terrible. They just suffer from incredibly bad pacing, <laughs> and just putting stuff which is, which has always been a problem for TNA. Um, I mean, they'll they'll have a match, then they'll have ten segments, and then they'll have another match, then three segments, then another match, then twelve segments. It's <laughs> um, it's, it's funny because I was going to ride home from a friend of mine the other day, and he's like, "Man, what I don't like about WWE is in the first hour you get like." A bunch of talking and maybe one match, and on TNA you get you get ten, maybe three matches in the first hour, and you're sitting here telling me the complete opposite of what he's telling me, <laughs> and I haven't watched the show, so I don't know who to believe. But you Last review week, it, so I'm it taking was... your word. Yeah. Last week they they just jumped right into a match, and my honest response was, I think that's the fastest it's taken them to get into a match. <laughs> they didn't have time for bullshit <laughs> because they always have a ten to twenty minute. Talking segment to start the match. Oh, well, they, they had time for bullshit this week. Oh yeah, uh-huh. a lot of time for bullshit this week. <laughs> um, no, okay, now Mark, I I see the lesbian angle that you were talking about uh, because of the uh, Madison and Britney thing. Where's the gay one? Is are you, are you talking about Sam Shaw and? Uh... Yeah, Sam Shaw okay. and Gunner. Okay, yeah, because I saw that. I I saw that was the closest I could see there being a. Uh, Sam Shaw's opening up to him in more ways than one. Yeah, he's drawing pictures of him and shit, you know. 
he, he he's j- completing it because Gunna Senpai wants him to. <laughs> this is great. Um, <laughs> I, I actually think that's kind of funny. <laughs> he's gonna... oh, the George D. Haley. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, 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 I thought uh, it was about the clown and Robbie E, but <laughs> oh god, that's pretty gay. Too. That's super We're duper uber gay. Clown or some shit. That's fucking awfully gay. <laughs> I, I laughed though uh, when honestly when Crazy Steve and uh, and Zima Ion had their little horn off. I know that was dumb and stupid comedy, but it made me laugh. I thought that was pretty entertaining. Damn, and I missed that part. <laughs> it well, it was about as appropriate as a response as you could have had. If you have a dude like with the Steve had that little clown horn deal with the mm-hmm. the rubber bulb thing on the end. <laughs> and of course, if you're behind a laptop and you're a DJ, I mean that's the obvious response. I I, I mean I couldn't help but laugh. I thought that was a, <laughs> that was actually clever. It was and a, even if it was terrible comedy, it was clever comedy. It w- it was a call and response thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Between two really just weird dudes, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to make of like TNA right now. I'm a little confused. Like I watch it, um, but I, I I can't give it my full att- attention. It's the same as well. It's actually, quite frankly, I can't do that with WWE for the most part either. It's just I, I, like Joe to go back to what he said. I don't know how anybody watches almost any television in real time these days, let alone wrestling. <laughs> the, the yeah, when I watch is, Roar, I'm is, playing a game or something. I just can't. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I bought a DVR for a reason. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't have one of those, so I do have to watch television in total real time. So my whole thing was, I was home on Monday. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it would be nice to relax and watch wrestling because I, I haven't, I haven't watched, I haven't sat at home and watched wrestling in a while, and I, I learned my lesson. I think the next time I'm home on Monday, I'm gonna start, I, I'm gonna start watching. At about nine thirty, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then maybe by the end of the show, tomorrow night you might want to wait until the hockey game is over. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> well, tomorrow night I'm not home. I don't want. Oh. I don't want to talk about hockey because I'm really upset. Hey, at least you didn't have to wear a Kings jersey. You didn't have to wear a Kings jersey outside the United Center. That that's true because I don't. I try not to make bets on sports unless they're on the arc. <laughs> and you didn't feel like going to Chicago to wear a Kings jersey. Nope. Although I do own a Kings jersey. I know you do. Yes, I do. You yes. own you own uh, one of the purple ones, right? The yeah, black the and purple, purple and black. Yeah, yeah. the old Rob Blake jersey because I was I was a Rob Blake fan. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, I didn't have to do that. But it, it did suck having to drive you to work and 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 hear the goal get scored. Oh, I know, that's yeah, that's right, that's right. Broke my fucking little black I, heart. I, I forgot that's when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I can't forget. I'll tell you what, though, I'm very much enjoying the Stanley Cup Finals with yeah. all the uh, the cheap. Shots at uh, the Hawks on the pay-per-view. Can you imagine if that game had ended before that pay-per-view was over and they gave Paul Heyman a mic? Oh, Jesus. yeah. I've said I've heard that said, but with bad news, Barrett announcing the results. That would have worked too. It's yeah. just it would have been it would have been a very cheap, but well, a cheap shot to an employee. Oh no, I feel bad. <laughs> CM who? What? They mentioned him by name on the pay per view. Stephanie McMahon did. Yep, and, yeah. and that was a that was good improv, right? <laughs> it was. She's yeah. like, she's like, they're gonna turn on. They're 
they want you to quit. they want you yeah, to quit like CM Punk did yeah, yeah and <laughs> even I during that at that particular point my jaw dropped and I, I think we kind of looked at each other like wait what, did she just fucking say that oh shit <laughs> I loved it. that was actually good I like shit yes like that, you know it it made that set that that little segment a little bit better you know that and the you know the fact that Stephanie can't control her bladder much like her husband oh, so that's okay Chicago got their pee back yes they did <laughs> <laughs> oh pee 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 <laughs> oh my god yeah we we actually uh, we were listening to the game as George is driving me to work and we heard the uh, the game winner in overtime Ugh. and George was so severely disappointed as was I because I was rooting for the Blackhawks I, I know G's been rooting for the Kings yeah I was rooting for the Blackhawks, but now I'm rooting for. Uh, now I'm like torn. I'm rooting for the Kings because I. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I'm torn. I, just, I'm just rooting for good hockey. Yeah. Yeah. That's good cool. hockey is is really. I mean, I'm more I'm more involved and invested with that because it's going to be over, and then we're going to have to sit around and wait until October. So, I, a seven I, game series would be excellent. I enjoy it so far. Series would suck. Yeah. I have yeah. to work on Game Six. <laughs> I I enjoy it so far because I've. You know, I've gotten to work just in time to catch the beginning of overtime for both games so far, and so I got to watch, uh, you know, the game-winning goals in both games. That's that's pretty cool. Um, I saw something on Facebook. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and it was it was a question posed: uh, If the Rangers win the cup, who of these three Ranger players should hold the cup first? And the, your choices are. Brad Richards, Henrik Lundqvist, and Martin St. Louis. Now, before I get any answers from you fellas, I'm already I'm going to give mine, and uh, it's Henrik Lundqvist. He's been with the team longer. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a goalie by heart, so of course I would want the goaltender to hold the cup first because uh, they have to do with every minute of every game. I'll tell you, watching the first pe- watching the first period before I left last night. If there is a player that is going to keep the Rangers in this series, it's Henrik Lundqvist. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He, he's he welcome fi- board hockey fan, folks. Hey. <laughs> hey, you know, We're doing a crossover episode because we got nothing else going on. We we blur the lines constantly, <laughs> and uh, and actually, I got to leave at three thirty, so I'm I'm just trying to get my two cents in wherever okay. I can. And, okay, fair enough. You know, um, JT, are you sticking around for the whole show? Um, I don't know. It depends. I might, I might take off at three thirty-two. I got oh. some stuff I got to do after this. We'll end at three thirty just to I, be I, like, fuck it. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna, I was gonna say, JT, somebody's got to carry the show. Gee, are we getting, are, are we getting the guest that? Uh, yeah, he's supposed to call in at three thirty. Oh, okay. I guess we're not ending at three thirty. <laughs> actually, that kind of works because if me and yeah. JT jet, you know, you'll you'll have a chance to uh, showcase uh, your guest. So that's cool. That's cool. What do you say? Well, while we're talking about our guest. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into our break song. Yes. Oh, wait, wait. I, wait. I would like to chime in on the hockey theme really quickly. Okay. Please do. Please, please do. do. Uh, this is a really interesting situation because in tradition, the captain hoists the cup first. That's always been the case. There is no captain on the Rangers right, right. now. Just three assistant captains. Uh, captains. Um, of the choices EA gave us, because they, of course, are the high and mighty authority on all things hockey, <laughs> uh, they only gave us one of the three alternative captains. Uh, now, I, I don't want it to be St. Louis. I, I understand his mom died, and I sympathize with the guy. I mean, that's terrible, and I'm not going to hate him because of that. But this is a guy who, like, basically bitched and complained until they traded him out of the city of Tampa to go play for a contender who actually made the uh, the playoffs. Um, 
that's not really sportsmanlike conduct. I don't want to see St. Louis hoisted based on that principle alone. I don't have a lot of hate for the guy. I just think he doesn't deserve to be the guy to hoist the cup because he's kind of a rental, essentially. So that leaves you know, Richards and Lundqvist. If they're going to break from tradition regardless, I have to agree with you. I think uh, it's all about uh, Ken Henrik, and you're totally right. If they actually win, which they won't, <laughs> right, but if if somehow Jonathan Quick and, and and nine of the other Kings players all get injured in some weird car <laughs> crash, um, yeah, then I guess I'll, I'll, I they, they, that would be what it would take, and and give it to the goalie for sure. That would be a first in uh, NHL history as well. So you'd have a double whammy with that. Oh yeah, and it'd yeah. also be the first time in a very long time that the the Rangers have won without basically buying another franchise's players. Cough, cough, ahem, Edmonton Oilers, cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so 19, we'll 1994 was the Oilers that won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it was. Just it was. wearing New York Rangers jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted to see orange in the jerseys, so they uh, <laughs> they did that shit. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have a uh, guest apparently calling in later on, and uh, G, why don't you introduce our uh, our break song here? Okay, well... I came across this by random on the internet, as I do with a lot of things. And it's a song, and it's a parody um, by a fellow that goes by the name of Brian Saint, who runs a web uh, project, I think is probably the best way to call it. I will clarify that with him, called Wrestling with Regret. And he decided he was going to uh, put together a little video, and we're going to listen to this. Now, I'm, I have to honestly stress the fact that this is something worth actually watching as opposed to just listening to you because the production value is really good but not just the audio the video itself is actually really well put together this fellow does have a background in broadcasting and it comes across pretty obviously when you see it it's about uh, uh, about 5 minutes 20 seconds long here for our break it's called The Heels Lament I Do Anything for Heat and it is a parody of Meatloaf's I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> well, let's get this going then. <laughs> yes, we'll be back on Board Wrestling Fan. And I would do anything for heat. Rub a jobber's face into the mat I would do anything for heat I'd tell a little girl she's fat And I'll never refrain from making fun Of the local sports team So mean And I would do anything for heat Oh, I would do anything for heat I would do anything for heat But I won't do that No, I won't do that Some days you're getting mic time And some days you have to cheat Some days are easy 
because you're working a guy who was a name. And some nights you're going over, and some nights you're getting beat. Some nights it's a no contest, and those are the ones that are kind of lame. You might call it cheap heat, but hey, it's still heat. Yes, it's true. I know you'll get riled up, so I'll keep coming back to you. As long as the sun is still rising, as long as the fans are still buying, they'll keep coming back for more abuse. You better believe it, that I would do anything for heat. Curtain jerking or the main event, I would do A wrestler and his fans low rent But I'll never forgive myself If I don't make kids cry Tonight And I would do anything for heat But I won't do that No, I won't do that I would do anything for heat I want to bring you to your feet, but I just won't do that. I will do anything for it. I want to get you off the seat, but I just won't do. And some days I might get racist, and some days I'm not PC. Some days I just do what the booker man is asking me. Some nights I use the R word And some nights I make them bleed Some nights I get so mad When all the smarks say they love me Lord knows I'm trying I'm just doing what I'm trained to be But since K-Fabe is dead All the fans, they think they're friends with me As long as the bookies come off in you know that my stance will not soften I'll keep coming back to make you boo You better believe it And I would do anything for heat I'll have to think fun of your wife I would do anything for heat Short of pulling out a gun or a knife but I'll never understand why it feels so right to be so wrong So wrong And I would do anything for heat Oh, I would do anything for heat I would do anything for heat But I won't do No, I won't do that. I'm not really playing. <laughs> well, no, he wasn't shit. really playing. <laughs> All I, right, I wouldn't have expected it. <laughs> oh, we weren't really, we're not really podcasting. No, yeah. we're not. We're I, don't, <laughs> I don't do anything when I'm We here. might as well not be. I think we're at zero listeners right now. <laughs> For now, but it's going to get better. <laughs> I know people will listen on the on the playback. You know, um, I'm going to make this known right now. Next week, I don't think I'll be here. Um, Boo. 
I know it has to do with the Lost Elysium thing. I am going to uh, Woodstock, New York. Oh, okay. That's on Friday night. All right. And uh, in that in that case, I am I I will allow it. Yes, and we are coming back Sunday. Um, we're going to have a writing session with uh, the producer. This producer I was uh, I'd mentioned to a few people before. Um, and we're gonna try to work on a on a single that could be shopped to some uh, some record labels and such. And uh, so I got to go do that. I will keep all of you fellas in my heart and my my uh, spank bank, <laughs> Mr. Big Rockstar over here. Hey, I I told like I I was trying to say earlier, if I make it big, I and if I can if I can feasibly do it, I'm bringing my friends with me. Um, because I know the people that got me to where I am or, or that are, you know, and if I make it big, I know the people that got me to that point and I don't want to forget them. So, uh, that's why I was talking about bringing, you know, going to, going to see Mr. G and bringing and being Mark's sugar daddy and you, <laughs> you'd have a job. And of course I'd have a job. You wouldn't be yes. in any of these bands. Exactly. It wasn't for me. Exactly. <laughs> and, J- and JT would have a personal concert in his backyard and, you know, and, and, uh, I, I espe- uh, oh especially the concert in JT's backyard. I am di- now I'm dying to do that. <laughs> well, so well, while we still have JT here yes. before he goes yes. before you go. Yes. We're not leave- I'm not leaving. Yeah, you know. No, I know, I but I'm saying while we might stay. While we've you know. got you. Yeah, while we can. Cuz I actually did them this week. That's yes, why that's, you knew I was we're going to do here. we're going to do chic tweets. Yes. <laughs> do it up my friend. Okay. Uh, let me see if I remember how to do this here. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, cut and paste is so hard. <laughs> the, the Monday, Bubba. Chris Brown, you get out of jail. I hope you get fucked by everyone in the jail because you are the biggest piece of shit in the world. Fuck your opinion. <laughs> Tuesday, the real or the Rice Krispie take. You tell me, George. <laughs> Rice Krispie. Go, go, good morning, Taliban. Suck my balls. <laughs> When somebody call here, here this one's for you, George. When somebody call you the ugly, t- you tell them go fuck yourself. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Good job. The, the Dan Marino get concussion, concussion when he get fucking girl pregnant. Now he look worse than Minute Maid drinking. She give birth to that dog. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Wednesday, like the Jose Canseco dog sex with Chris Brown mother. Oh my God. Zimmer, you are the toughest people I meet in New York. Forever your Iron Sheik class, God bless forever. Who want to see the legend humble all my wrestling brother on the legend house? <laughs> I would. I would so be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Thursday, 10,000%. I grow up in the fucking desert. I never have cold air. Only cold is the beer. Fuck the cramps. Fuck the air conditioning. Fuck the LeBron. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fucking Ray bastard. Allen, you good, but your head looked like your dick. <laughs> oh, God damn it. That's fucked up. <laughs> Justin Bieber, Donald Sterling class. Oh, that, God. That's the guy that they that just got fired from the Clippers, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That's right. That's why I posted. I was like, that's <laughs> yeah, the racist old man. <laughs> Friday, or, Friday or go fuck yourself. Fuck the National, the national Donut Day. <laughs> I love donuts, though. Love oh, the Saturday, but break your bony back with camel clutch. Fuck ass, make humble. Tracy Morgan, I love you forever. I think about you. God bless your family. <laughs> Fuck muffins. Fuck muffins. <laughs> I am the fucking king of the earth. Oh, and this God. one's for you World Cup people. Iron Sheet, cold beer, World Cup, and go fuck yourself. Nice. <laughs> and as always, 
Yes. Good night. Go fuck yourself. Yes. We cannot end chic tweets without that. <laughs> no, we can't. That that is that's JT's uh, signature sign off. <laughs> Holy shit, that's great. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, shout-outs to CheapHeat.com and AngryMarks.com, our great sources for wrestling news. In fact, if you look at my Raw review, I actually uh, used the Angry Marks review uh, to to give myself a uh, you know reminder of what I watched on Raw so I wouldn't have to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Holy shit. <laughs> shout-outs, of course, to our uh, run-in from last week. Miss Alice at RWR, yes. rwrpodcast.com. Yes, Alice. And, of course, check her out also on the Jim Cornette Experience every week on jimcornette.com, MLW Radio. Uh, and check out Booker T's at Booker T's on Twitter. They are doing a solid with some of their ideas at Booker T-E-E-S for those of you looking. we got to get those guys back on at some yeah, point. Yeah, those guys were great. <laughs> they were fun. When will they stop paying us for all this exposure? Yeah, I know, right? Come on. They're working on it. <laughs> Bobby Lashley is the likely candidate to replace MVP if he can't work the main event of Slammiversary against Eric Young. He's part of MVP's crew and already has a non-title win over Young from a couple of weeks ago. And Donald Trump will be in his corner. We love Bobby. <laughs> yes. The great Bobby Lindsay. Oh, God. <laughs> we love Bobby. <laughs> Spike isn't expected to begin negotiations to renew TNA's contract to air impact for up to a couple of more months since the deal doesn't expire until, you know, October. <laughs> now your deal expires in October. Uh, come see us in December. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother us anymore, damn it. <laughs> Taryn Terrell is scheduled to return at the impact tapings in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania next week. Huh. Nice. TNA is in talks with Sky TV for a second season of British Boot Camp. <laughs> Which was the show that I believe gave us Rockstar Spud. It is. I've got to get in on that. <laughs> oh, come on. Mark. Yeah, Mark, you got to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah, I want to see you be the next British TNA star. <laughs> I, I honestly think that you'd, you would do a better job than Spud. <laughs> I think I'm taller than him at least. Oh god. <laughs> Easily. Easily. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh Batista says on Blue Tista, six guys go to war and beat the shit out of each other and what do the genius smarks walk away with? Batista wore blue. What a loser. Hashtag dipshits. <laughs> He's gotta stop being so bitter. And he does a princess wave. Yeah, exactly. Like a little fucking <laughs> idiot. And you want us to come watch your movie? He's not He's not making any friends, that's for damn sure. <laughs> Mick Foley has jokes. I think at Dave Batista channeled a little at CM Punk for his farewell promo. Hashtag Raw. <laughs> yeah, right here in I wherever quit. the fuck Raw was. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> Tell us something different. But Batista is still appearing at the June 12th NXT taping. Oh boy. Remember when Batista never quit. <laughs> yeah. He just waits to be. Did you package. see somebody on uh, somebody from uh, the WWE Universe Twitter account tweeted the dates that Batista quit and the date that he said he never quits at anything? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Holy shit, man! <laughs> nice. Despite going head to head with WWE Payback on Sunday, Total Divas earned their best, uh, well, tied their best mark of season two, garnering 1.55 million viewers for the Daniel Bryan Brie Bella wedding. Ick. 
See, you and I left, and I think that's what uh, that's yeah. what uh, the women were watching after we left. It it, it was. <laughs> I came back to to uh, to them watching that. Well, they weren't really watching; they were just kind of chatting. But yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh fuck!" Well, that's how women watch TV. Yak 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 yak. <laughs> That's so true. Did the bride get pedigreed this time? Oh, no, she got she got the move that beat John Cena. <laughs> uh, the problem is that after neck surgery, Brian's arm strength is getting weaker rather than stronger, and WWE officials are concerned. Hmm. By the way, here's uh, here's what Billy Graham had to say after watching Monday Night Raw. He has superstar Billy Graham. This message will be my... Hello, Facebook friends. This message will be my last, as I have decided after watching the entire SmackDown show... Okay, it was last last Friday, SmackDown. That on Friday, May 30th, that I'm wasting my time viewing the WWE shows. There are, of course, many very good matches and hardworking top guys out there performing for you fans. To quote two lines from Bob Dylan's wedding song, Tune uh, sums up my position perfectly. It's never been my duty to remake the world at large, nor is it my intention to lead a battle charge. It's not my job, and I have no business to critique or pass along any negative judgment on WWE. Believe me, there are plenty of critics around to opine on the state of WWE. Last night, when I saw Bo Dallas running around the ring, acting like an idiot and hugging his opponent Xavier Woods when the match was over, I wanted to vomit. Then here comes the effeminate Pete Rose sucking on a lollipop, followed by maybe 15 of his circus troop freaks and geeks. He gives me the creeps. Then came the Dorfell Torito dressed in a children's bull costume who proceeds to pin a normal-sized wrestler. By then, I did indeed vomit. <laughs> I get intelligent responses from my Facebook friends, and then I get ignorant ones like this one from Dan Pedrea, who wrote about Cesaro, and I quote, Give Cesaro time to develop. He's learning. He's hanging out with Cena. Who the F is Cena? God? <laughs> oh, I will tell you who got it right in their response, and that is Jane Mullins Mullins, who said, and I quote, The WWE is now the WWZ. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, George, I know you're like thinking about jumping on the bandwagon, getting the WWE network. I, I know you're thinking about it. I see the wheels turning. And, and mm. I, I know you're a guy that doesn't like to have monthly commitments. <laughs> so you can buy one full year of WWE Network at the full price of one nineteen ninety eight. Oh, a one nineteen eighty eight. Excuse me. Okay, which is nine ninety five per month <laughs> <laughs> if you break it down. Uh huh. Okay, so, or nine ninety nine a month if you if you break it down. So so you can buy the whole year and not have to worry about renewing every month like I do. <laughs> Oh, too bad they couldn't give you that option. <laughs> Buy out well, you year. Joe doesn't have to worry about renewing every month because once he ordered it, he was locked in for six. It's true, but <laughs> but you still have to pay it every month. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, the home used uh, as part of uh, the home used as set of Legends House in Palm Springs is up for rent and includes six bedrooms, six bathrooms, plus a guest house with two additional bedrooms and bathrooms. It runs, get this, one thousand five hundred ninety dollars per night. $11,842 per week and $47,488 per month. And uh, by the way, uh, Mean Gene Okerlund comes with that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would pay that price if Ashley came with it. You're, 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 if you've never seen Legends House, just watch Mean Gene. Just watch for Mean Gene ogling Ashley from the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> Oh my! Hello, God. Ashley. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy it's, a, it's like, and and she's like so nice to him, and he's just like this perverted old man, you know. 
Anyway. That's great. WWE is basing the push for Rusev on how they used the late, great Umaga. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought except it was based on Ivan Kozlov. <laughs> except for one thing. Umaga actually was, you know, talented. And, they, of course, you know where Umaga ran it. Uh, you know, who Umaga ran into. Uh, Super Cena. Yeah, of course. So, well, I think that's uh, that's supposedly what they're building to, from what I've read. But. Oh God! And 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 you know what else Rusev is lacking? Hmm. Armando Alejandro, Alejandro Estrada. <laughs> 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 Fucking right. <laughs> but he's got Lana. I know that works for you, George. <laughs> it does. It so does. God damn it! And thank you, Joe. I swore yes, I heard I somebody knock at the door. <laughs> I'll have to agree with George on that one. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was just so cool. <laughs> WWE expected both Paige and Sheamus to get booed in Chicago. <laughs> oh well. Get smart. Per Mike Johnson at PW Insider, WWE's talent relations department issues letters this week to former contracted talents and referees offering them financial planning assistance in a number of ways never before offered by the company. WWE's letter noted that they are now offering free of charge financial planning and debt assistance services through a financial firm for anyone who was ever under contract. The assistance would include help with financial management and for talents who are in debt, help with debt consolidation. WWE is also offering $5,000 per semester scholarship to any former talents who wish to further their college education. The letter noted that those inter interested need to enroll by August 1st to, in order to be eligible for the fall 2014 semester's scholarship and also provide proof of enrollment to WWE. The letters were sent out earlier this week, and former talents are just starting to receive them. Obviously, this is a huge positive for anyone who chooses to take WWE up on the offers. All right. All right. Full Sail University President Gary Jones praises WWE. Quote, the relationship between Full Sail and WWE is one of those rare situations when you first meet someone and are impressed, and as time goes on, you're even more impressed with the people. The WWE has been people of their word. Uh, they do what they say, and when they say it, it's extraordinary. It is. <laughs> Fans in the building... Get this. Spotted Jerry Lawler drinking Diet Coke off camera in lieu of the Mountain Dew that was put in front of him. You mean the fucking Why? toxic He's waste? He had a fucking heart attack. <laughs> Why? Why would you drink Diet Coke? It's awful. Yeah, it, but... Like I like Diet, Diet Coke. Soda. <laughs> Why? It, I, I don't get... I've, I, I, it's like the worst Diet Soda. I, you know, well, I'll, I'll drink Diet Pepsi all day, but I can't drink Diet Coke. I, it, it's just awful. It's, it's only because he had two options. It was Diet Coke or Toxic Waste. Because that, the, dude, that, that fucking Mountain Dew glowed. It did, man. That was like, <laughs> there's no way I would put that shit in my body. That's nasty. No. Anyway, no. uh, and, and somebody in the notes wrote, fuck you, CM Pepsi. <laughs> Speaking of CM Pepsi, at Bailey LA Kings, a bet is a bet, Lion. Thanks for the sweater. Congratulations to the Western Conference champions at LA Kings. And, of course, CM Punk, the saddest man in an LA Kings jersey. <laughs> Standing outside the United Center. Head hung low. Head hung low, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> CM Punk and AJ Lee sat rinkside for Game 7, and there are no reports Punk ever met with WWE officials or wrestlers at any point. A lot of WWE wrestlers visited Victoria's restaurant, the Squared Circle, though. The hidden testicles on the Chicago Blackhawks logo were not reached for comment. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. <laughs> oh, 
We have breaking news too. <laughs> the left side testicle, the left testicle turned on the right testicle, hidden within the Chicago Blackhawks logo. Things got twisted up, and procreation is hit or miss as of Wednesday. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that shit ain't right, man. <laughs> if you look carefully, you can see them, and once you see them, they cannot be unseen. Oh, uh, we gotta find the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm gonna Hawks. have to look this up now. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> I. I... <laughs> Oh my god. Look, look, on, look at the hair and look at the yellow line close to his cheek running down the side of his face. Oh shit, I see him. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've known about those actually and uh, I try not to acknowledge them. <laughs> Dude, um, I see bag all the time. Yeah, the, the. I saw that. George is showing me a picture of a restaurant called Faux Shizzle. <laughs> yes. I was actually going to share that with you because I thought you would find that hilarious. I, I know you, because I know you like Faux Ninety Nine out I here d- in Buffalo. I do. I am a big fan of of that wonderful uh, Vietnamese dish, and uh, for them to name a restaurant after that it was great. Yes, uh, Devon Nicholson has won a two point three million uh, has won two point three million dollars in his lawsuit against Abdul uh, Abdullah the butcher for allegedly giving him hepatitis C. That's likely to be reduced on appeal, but it's still a big victory. Damn. I, Abby's I, fucked. <laughs> yeah. I saw that uh, that article the other day. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last week's impact was the 14th week in a row that the final quarter hour failed to get over a 1.0 rating. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually done by then. <laughs> Holy shit. The Seth Rollins heel turn had been in the works for about a month, but it was purposely purposefully left out of the WWE Raw script this week so word wouldn't leak out in advance. Of course, now it's being reported that Vince McMahon decided on Rollins heel turn the day before payback due to an unseasonably low Raw rating. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. I don't buy that. I, I, I think the, uh, the PWI thing makes more sense to me. I think he just pulled the trigger on an idea that was set up if they wanted to go there. Hmm. Well, it definitely worked. Normally Vince walks out if the ratings are low. <laughs> it's time to shake things up. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Sting DVD set in the works still has a September release date despite him not having signed his WWE Legends contract, but negotiations are going well between both sides. Um, yeah, but the Paul Heyman DVD is still on its way, and I cannot wait. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Undertaker hasn't made a decision, speaking of, Bro- of Paul Heyman, whose client Brock Lesnar conquered the Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania. Just, yeah. just in case we didn't know that. Undertaker hasn't made a decision either way about retirement, but he is back in the gym working out again. And I, I, I read somewhere that somebody ran into him in the gym and asked him if he was ever going to wrestle again. He says, uh, it doesn't look good. <laughs> I actually, uh, I, I was at uh, Target over on Transit Road in uh, Depew the, uh, last night, and I found the Elite on uh, Series 27 Undertaker with the... With the Shredder gear? No, with the, yeah, with the entrance robe, that, that black entrance From robe. WrestleMania 29, the Shredder yeah, gear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, they got it at Target in Niagara Falls, too. Uh, I, I saw that, and it was cool, but <clears throat> I saw the... And then I looked on Amazon last night for the Bray Wyatt figure that I want. And remember, it was 18 bucks. Yeah. Now it's 35. Ah, uh, you, you got a figure. Uh, 
WWE has quietly been putting money into DDP's rehab efforts for Jake the Snake Roberts and Scott Hall, uh, paying for extra help when either of the two men run into problems. The combined efforts are having the right effect. After a recent indie show in Oregon, Roberts was invited to go out with the boys to a strip club afterward, but turned it down, saying he knew it could only lead to bad consequences. Good man, good man. Scott Hall's son, Cody, has turned down several offers from WWE to join developmental because he wants to make his name on the independent scene first. Why? They'll just kill him. Yeah. They'll just change his name. Exactly. <laughs> He'll be, uh... Well, they can't have two people called Cody. No, of course not. <laughs> He'll be Safety Razor Ramon. <laughs> safety Razor? There you go, that works. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he'll be he'll be the razor stud. Oh God! Because <laughs> they, they you know they'll do they'll try to do what they did with Curtis Axel like oh well, his his grandpa was the axe and his dad was Curtis so he's Curtis Axel damn it he's gonna be Mach th- Mach four Ramon <laughs> instead of that single razor on his necklace he's gonna have the whole the whole fucking thing hanging down <laughs> he's gonna have to hold the handle and everything oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose is in the works for Money in the Bank. Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns is also being considered for the card. That works. Video game Zetinu. (laughs) WWE 2K15 will use a new career mode similar to NBA 2K14 to rise up from NXT as a rookie to get to the main roster and become champion. It will include several NXT talents like NXT champion Adrian Neville, NXT women's champion Charlotte, Sami Zayn, and Tyler Breeze. The game is also expected to once again feature the 30 years of WrestleMania mode. By the way, why didn't anybody decide to pick the break song as Tyler Breeze's uh, new entrance music? (laughs) <laughs> Which was great. He had the, the music video on Raw. For all my fans, even the Ogos. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> all right. The former Mystico Sin Cara in WWE will now be known as Mistices in AAA. I hate Mistices to pieces. And that's all the news. I thought we had more. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me scroll down. That's. Now what the fuck do we do? We got five minutes before the guy's calling in. George is taking off in five minutes. <laughs> G just went away for a few minutes. <laughs> well, um, you could take this time to uh, tell everybody that as soon as the show is over, get your butts over to the Sendera Center in Fort Worth, Texas, for IHWE Experience featuring Johnny Gargano, the ah, first yes. ever board wrestling fan guest. As an interviewee, his, his picture is on the wall Saying he's so glad that he could be our first, and and he's taking on a former BW, another former BWF radio guest, Mr. Thomas Shire, oh, wow. trained by Dory Funk Jr. Very cool. It's gonna sounds like it's gonna be a great match. <laughs> and of course, David Fuller has a huge, huge, huge announcement tonight. Huge, 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 huge. Right, JT. Huge. <laughs> 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 buy a car for me this month and we'll go you can all go on a cruise with my fat ass yeah I was gonna say that's the one thing I don't want to do with that asshole is go on a fucking cruise with him be stuck on a ship with that son of a bitch oh shit the first time he said huge uh, I'd throw him off the rail 
I think the two of you on a ship would probably be a bad idea in the first place. Just for the fucking buffet. <laughs> just, just, just for like the sheer weight. Like the, oh, the boat would be underwater as soon as the both of you stepped on. They'd have to have one of us on one side of the boat and one of us on the other. That's all. We're talking about Billy Fusillo, who is a uh, car dealer here in New York State. So if you want to look him up at Fusillo.com, not to shill his product for any reason whatsoever, other than just so you can take a look at this big fat guy saying, Huge! <laughs> and he does have some some down in Florida too. I think he started Fusillo. Did he? Okay. Florida, so. <laughs> and you'd want to. Maven fan can buy can buy a car from Fusillo down in Florida. Jesus, she could get the annoying huge ads. Yeah, right. All right, fellas, I got to get the fuck out of here. So uh, I know you. Go- but you guys have a wonderful uh, wonderful day, wonderful evening, and uh, I will talk to most of you uh, in a couple weeks. And Joe, I will probably talk to you later on while you're at work. Yeah, I will be. Well, I'll probably see you next Friday anyway. More than likely. Yeah. More than likely. Oh, that must be our all right guest. So. Bye-bye. Take care. I'll see you, George. See you, George. See you. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Board Wrestling Fan Radio. Caller, this is Brian Zane. Brian Zane. We were just listening to your uh, song a little bit ago. I know uh, G set up this interview for you, and he's not with us at the moment, but he'll be right back. How are you doing? Doing good. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I was. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I was told a uh, contact a couple days ago about the podcast or doing the radio show based on the song uh, because you guys heard it. Uh, yeah, so I think you guys liked it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, cool. What What inspired you to do a uh, the the heels the heels lament? You know. Okay. Well, it started out. Uh, it was a few weeks ago. I was having a conversation at a show in Reno, where I currently live. Uh, I was having a conversation with a wrestler backstage, and we were talking about the last music video parody I did last summer. It was a parody of Blurred Lines, that Robin Thicke song. And um, that was pretty well received by a lot of my uh, cohorts in wrestling. And um, we were just talking about it and just talking about the next thing, like what could we do to, what could I do to follow up on it? And I was thinking this, and well, I could maybe save it for just every year, do a Song of the Summer parody, because Blurred Lines was pretty hot last summer, so I just did a parody of that. Like, what can I do this summer? I don't know. And then he, my wrestler friend said, oh, you can do other songs aside, you know, older songs too. And then literally, as he said that, the phrase, I would do anything for heat from the Meat Love song, I said, I sung that out loud in the tune of the song. I'm like, oh, that's the inspiration. It was just like the smallest thing. And then that, after that show, that, the next day, I started writing it. And within two weeks from this, the, that first conversation, uh, two weeks after that, the video was done, and it was uh, live on the internet. Excellent. Uh, G's back. I know G was the one that uh, wanted it, that uh, found you for us. So I'm hi there. Gonna... Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, my neighbor, my new neighbor's cat, assumes that my apartment is his now, and this <clears throat> cat seems to have bowel problems, and I really didn't want him hanging out in my apartment. <laughs> I can't, yeah, you can't I, make I, this I, stuff I, up, man. I can, relate, I, can realize, I can relate. My cat, my cats own the streets in my neighborhood, so I can relate. I was to that. just gonna say, George. I mean, George, not George. Uh, gee, you got to realize, as a cat owner, it, 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 that is his house now. You got to realize. I know. It's a it's a friendly cat, but like again, it's the bladder thing or the bowel thing. I just no. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that today. I'm glad sure. you made the show, man. Um, yeah, I I, I think I caught a post on Reddit, which is how I found out about the video, and I, I checked it out, and I'm, I, I thought, you know, this is really good. This is really well done, well shot, well, well produced, 
and and well performed and everything about it was good and um one of the traditions we do on our on our show is we we always want to give attention to good wrestling parody um and we want to help anyone out who does that type of stuff as best we can. So that's why I, I reached out to you and I asked if you'd come on the show today, chat about the video process and yourself and, and a little bit over, about wrestling. So uh, thank you. I appreciate to- that. I'm glad. I'm you know it's, I, I'm actually kind of surprised. I did not know my uh, my song appeared on Reddit. Um, so that's a big surprise to me. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty much exclusively posting on YouTube, which is where I was posting all my old stuff before and on blip.tv, which is where I'm going to be posting new stuff in the future. Um, so right now, between the two of them, I have about 1,100 views in the last two, uh, it's been a week? Yeah, about a week and a couple of days. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out um, and, and the response it's gotten. Um, and, you know, I'm especially proud of this one because, like I was saying before you came back, um, my last music video was a parody of Blurred Lines. And I really liked how that one turned out, but at the same time, it was very, all the jokes and the rhymes were very centered around my web show, Wrestling With Regret, so a lot of it was stuff like you had to see in order to get a lot of the jokes. This one, I think, is a lot more relatable, or anyone who's in the business will immediately know what these things are, um, or anyone who follows the business. So I think that this is a much more, you know, still it's very niche. It's very wrestling related. But any, you know, instead of instead of having to go on my show and watch all the episodes to get the context of the jokes, it's you know, anyone who has a passing knowledge of you know the insider stuff and, and wrestling can uh, can enjoy it. Now, well, you, I've noticed I noticed on your your web page, um, you do do um, other segments where you discuss and talk about. Uh, Things going on in the business. What mm-hmm. what kind of got your your uh, I guess the ball rolling for you to decide to kind of jump on online and was it kind of one of those like I have a microphone why the hell not or was there a particular incident that got you motivated to start doing it? Well, you know it's it's funny. I've been a big fan of the nostalgia critic and angry video game nerd and that ilk for a long time. And one thing I've noticed is that. Um, I think the wrestling, and if, you, if you've been on thatguywithaglasses.com, that website covers a lot of different things. It covers, you know, classic movies, current movies, covers anime, covers comic books, covers music of different genres. It covers a lot of different stuff, but on that particular website, and I thought, oh, there's not a whole lot of, there's, there's zero wrestling representation. And that's a thing that, you know, there's people who nerd out over wrestling just as much as people nerd out over Doctor Who or anime or comic books and stuff like that. So I felt like it was kind of an underrepresented group. And since I've been in the business for about eight years now, first as a wrestler, now as a manager, I feel that I have enough background to be able to, and having been a fan for more than half my life, I feel I have the the background to be able to, you know, produce these episodes. And it's very, if you watch the Nostalgia Critic, it's very much in his style. I'm not ashamed to admit that I lovingly ripped off the format, you know. Um, but it's just, you know, something that came to me, it was uh, a couple of years in the making, because uh, I had the technology and the hardware and everything. I just needed to, you know, get that first, you know, first uh, push into it. So what am I going to start with? What am I going to do? And uh, you know, over time I started writing episodes, writing scripts for episodes, and um, finally started shooting, and editing, it, and then just kind of fell into place about a year ago. It was about a year ago I uh, I, I uh, produced my first few episodes. I've been taking some breaks sporadically, but it's been going you know pretty much ever since then. 
Oh, tell us a little bit about your, your work as the Z-Man when you were wrestling. I, I wasn't actually yeah. too familiar with, with, uh, with, with the fact that you were wrestling until this morning when I was able to actually get online and uh, do a little, a little bit more uh, info searching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, let's see here. I started wrestling... God, I, okay, <laughs> I do the math here. I think my first match was in 2006. I started training just when I started getting to college. So that was about 2000, late 2003, I started training to wrestle. Um, and that was in Portland, Oregon. And I trained for a few years. I wasn't able to do it every weekend because I had obligations at school about 150 uh, miles away, and I didn't have a car. So I had to basically take Greyhound or ride some friends whenever I could. Um, so I, I, I trained for a while. Started wrestling in, two, in March 2006, and I was not very good. <laughs> um, if you go on YouTube and look at any of my old matches, you will know I was not very good. I, I, I'm amazed that the bookers who gave me a chance did so, because I, when I see other people who you know were as far into the business as I was or trained for as long, they're just amazing for the most part. I'm like, wow, I'm nowhere near this level. But I mean, I was very grateful for the opportunity, and it gave me a chance to learn a lot about wrestling and just how matches work. And so I did that. I wrestled for a year, was not good at it, but people knew I could talk because I've, you know, I've been in acting and performing, performing arts for all my life. So I, I do know how to be on stage and perform. So I always had that talking ability. I just didn't have the physical wherewithal to actually make it look, uh, do anything good in the ring. So a booker I was working for in Oregon had the idea to make me a manager. And so I made that turn in 2007 and I've been doing that ever since. And I did that in Oregon for a few years. Then I've moved to Reno, Nevada. And since then, I've done stuff in Nevada and California. So I've been kind of hopping between those two states back and forth. Uh, the Z-Man name came. I did not come up with that. And I know now, you know, you know, several years after the fact, I know that, you know, Tom Zank had it back in the day. I did not come up with that. Someone else gave it to me, and I ran with it. So I just want to say that I was not ripping off Tom Zank. Someone else gave me that nickname, and it stuck. <laughs> so... Oh, you're uh, you're currently running the uh, the Z-Man Enterprises as your your manager. Um, mm-hmm. I guess is are, is is it a faction or is it are you kind of more focusing on one or two guys? Well, you know, Z-Man Enterprises is just the name that I it's 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 what it's kind of you know to make a comparison. The Heenan family or Camp Cornet. It's just something. It's, it's the name of my stable or is the, the de facto name of my organization no matter where I go because everywhere I work I always manage a different group of people and there's very little overlap just depending on the promotion I work for because not everyone works everywhere um, but it's just kind of the nebulous title I've given my uh, my quote unquote business my uh, my managing enterprise you know so yeah. and yeah cause I've, man- I've managed a bunch of different people over the years and uh, you know, what I think is very surprising is that even if I manage, like, say, three or four people at a time, I usually, you know, the most I've ever managed at once in one promotion is, like, three people. But I'm actually kind of surprised that, you know, bookers don't usually take the opportunity to make them all work, like, together as one thing. You know, it's always been, like, tag match, singles match, you know, in one show, and I come out twice. And I've always thought, oh, that's weird. Why why would you do, like, a six-man or something? Because these guys have a common thread. So I always thought it was very interesting. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, most of it is managed different people across different promotions, and so Z-Man Enterprise is just a nice way to wrap it all up in a bow. The, uh, I guess one of the things 
want to talk about you know my missing things in wrestling. Um, I was born in the late '70s, and I grew up with the uh, the 1980s wrestling scenes being part of my childhood. And managers were such a, a keystone part of um, WWF, WCW, uh, WCW, NWA. Um, even in my local promotion, that still my favorite was Stampede Wrestling. It, it was just a uh, it was something that I, I I really really think I miss most about the the current product um although we we've seen you know a few guys kind of enter the fray into managing uh with Coulter and, and Heyman which are awesome awesome at what they do um what, what what's your thought as a manager do you, do you think there's room for more uh, more of it going on in, in the so-called mainstream products or do you think it's kind of a, a nice fit with just having a, a small number of them well I said to to friends before that I feel like I was born a couple decades too late because if I got in as a manager I feel like the opportunity for being a manager on a higher level than the independent small time stuff was greater back then maybe my sense of perspective is off but I feel like managers were in fact they were valued more back then because back in you know the 80s and the 70s and times like that a lot of wrestlers didn't know how to talk because talking wasn't really a huge part of it. I mean, obviously, characters were a big part of wrestling, but you put a microphone in front of certain guys and they don't know what to do. So that's why the managers were there to be a mouthpiece for a guy. Nowadays, if you look at the mainstream, especially WWE, they don't necessarily look for good wrestlers, they look for good actors. That's the one thing I have observed in my time being around people who have flirted with a developmental system. Uh, it's not necessarily how many holds you know it's not you know can you go 60 minute broadway it's you know can you act can we give you a character and can you make it work um so a lot of guys have that acting ability a lot of this newer generation they have that knowledge and so they're able to act out on their own and yeah since the late 90s or so there hasn't really been a huge need for managers and so for a while there was a huge dearth especially in wwe and now like you said you talk about paul Heyman and Deb Coulter, a.k.a., you know, um, uh, uh, Dutch Mantel. I, I like this. I was thinking of Dutch Savage. That's, a, that's an Oregon guy. Uh, no relation to the other Dutch, uh, Dutch Mantel. But, yeah, those guys are guys who have been in the business for decades, and so they have an in. So it's, it's nice that they're there, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's, not, it's no new blood. It's just established blood. Um, I would like for more opportunities for managers. As a manager today, I weep because, you know, you don't really see a whole lot of managers get into NXT. Um, so, and if you do, they are already, you know, they are wrestlers. Like Armando Estrada was a wrestler. Um, things like that. Um, I think, I, I don't watch enough NXT, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think Aiden English is semi-managerial, and he is, um, he's a wrestler, you know, so I think you have to have yeah, you really have to have everything in order to make it to WWE uh, these days. Um, so, I mean, I like that managers are kind of slowly being brought back, but I wish there was more opportunity for younger guys uh, to make it. So, speaking speaking of um, NXT, actually, did you do do you actually follow that uh, show on a regular basis? If not, like, what are what are the uh, what are the the I guess promotions or in federations that you're, you're kind of are most interested in in 2014 because it's been kind of an interesting it, state of affairs. 
Yeah, you know, it's I do by default follow WWE. It's you know, it's funny when I think about my show, my Wrestling with Regret show as a whole. I mostly talk about things WWE, WWF because that's what I grew up watching. I started watching in the late '90s. I didn't get into wrestling until I was an early teenager because my parents forbid it. And then after then when the Attitude Era kicked in, I started watching it, and uh, it just took off. My parents, you know, they kind of threw up their hands and just kind of gave up. But um, so and I watched both WWF and WCW, but I had a more vested interest in what was going on with WWF, and so that's kind of that's what I that's the card I put behind uh, behind my horse. So that is, and then I continue to follow that. Most, you know, I had a bit of a there's been a dip in the last couple of years where I just haven't watched enough as much wrestling uh, as I would like because I have other things going on in my life. Uh, I have a wife, I have a child in the way, and you know, a full time job doesn't make it, and also no cable also makes it difficult to watch. Um, wrestling on a regular basis but I have the network I do watch NXT when I can I read up on all the results so I'm, I, I consider myself a a moderately educated uh, follower of WWE right now I'm following a lot of stuff with TNA mostly just kind of like the entropy that's going on that's the chaos that's coming up backstage and all that stuff I read stuff on that and I read the results too I would like to get more into TNA because I would like to try and one of my long-term goals with Wrestling With Regret is doing monthly pay-per-view reviews. So not only WWE ones, but TNA ones as well. So I have a fleeting interest in TNA. I'd like to get more into that, but it's mostly WWF, WWE. Um, but yeah, I would like to watch more NXT. Um, it's just it, it's something that's on my radar. So I have a I have pretty good knowledge of what's going on with NXT. Well, what what are your thoughts about? Uh... The the two new promotions that the Rumbles are are you know around the internet, and this, we got a Triple A possibly well supposedly about to expand into North America, and then um, the Jeff Jarrett and the interestingly named Global Wrestling Force. <laughs> I'm not too sure if we're we're sold on the name, but having um, two possible alternatives enter the fray. Um, are you are you optimistic about this, or do you, do you think it would be something you'd be willing to give time to, or is it just, you know, I, I already have enough things going on in life, I don't know if I have time. Well, you see, the, the, the problem is, and I, I, I wish Global Force Wrestling all the luck in the world, um, my whole thing with that is I feel like I don't know. It's kind of weird for me to articulate it. Basically, I think the reason that WWF is so successful and that WCW was successful for so long is that they are both steeped in decades of tradition, and there was there's this like built-in following. It's like Coca-Cola, you know. Coke's been around for forever, and so you're going to have people who are fans of it, and then their children will be fans of it, and it just goes like that. When you have such a startup thing like Global Force. Uh, that it, it, and uh, you know anyone who started a federation will talk to you. It, it'll tell you about it. It's just this huge hill to climb as far as like getting a foothold. Because ever since WWE has become the thing, everyone wants to be like WWE. And people say they want to be alternatives, but ultimately they fall back to the same kind of crash TV or soap opera storylines that WWF does. But no one can do it better than WWF. So it's just, a, um, I don't know. And with AAA coming, uh, be, uh, being broadcast, uh, you know, possibly having an American 
presence. I mean, that's cool. I guess AAA has been around for a long time, but it's a very different style of wrestling. You can talk about how TNA had a different style for a while because they had a six-sided ring. Like, AAA's had one for a while, and also Lucha Libre is a completely different entity from American professional wrestling. Because in American wrestling, there's, you know, times to rest, and there's a pace involved. In Lucha Libre, it's just great speed the whole time, and they also work at different sides. So that's just, uh, maybe fans won't tell the difference, but anyone who's in the business, uh, you know, will know that. Um, and it's just, it's a different style. Well, you know, American wrestling is definitely more based in, like, actually, like, looking like you're trying to harm your opponent. Lucha Libre to me is just, you know, running off the ropes and jumping around and doing flips and stuff, which some people like that, which is fine. But I don't think Triple A is going to, you know, take any away of the market from WWE. And as much as I would like Global Force Wrestling to get a foothold and build up a, a niche in the market, I just don't know if that's going to happen. I think one of the one of the biggest difficulties will be getting eyeballs on a product when it's new without having that established history. I, I think that's a really good point. There's there's something to be said for um, a couple other promotions. We we have uh, one one I I really never get to watch unless I have a bit of time to go down the rabbit hole on YouTube, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling. But every time I do watch, I'm I'm really impressed by what's going on over there. Um, have you have you been keeping up with with any of that stuff over uh, overseas? I dabble in some of the overseas stuff. Uh, on a slow day, I'll look at some Japan stuff or Germany stuff and see what that's like. And yeah, I mean it's cool. I mean I don't really have an opinion one way or the other about it. And it's, again, it's kind of a style thing. Like it's it's all about I don't know. It's it's difficult because for me. I'm one of those, uh, I guess you could say, heathens where I don't really want to see. I don't, I don't know if I want to see a you know a 45 minute match of just like holds and you know uh, struggling. You know, I mean, I can if I'm emotionally invested in the characters, but if I'm just like cold watching a Japan show for the first time and I don't know who anyone is, then it's hard for me to get an interest in it. And I think that's what a lot of. Um, I feel like what a lot of people don't understand about wrestling. A lot of people, a lot of fans will go, oh man, we just need, you know, more wrestling holds and uh, longer matches and this and that, you know, like that. A lot, of, a lot of indie wrestlers will think that's what they need to do to be a good wrestler is just to have a long match, to be able to work well and, you know, and to have long matches. That's not always the key. You have to be emotionally invested in wrestlers. Uh, as a fan, you have to be emotionally invested or, you know, you have, and the wrestlers have to make the fans emotionally invested. Otherwise, there's no point to it. Like, there's a match I saw where, you know, these guys, these two guys worked a really, really technically sound, really clean, like, 15, 20-minute match, and it was awesome. But it was the first time, first of three times they wrestled in that promotion. And from that match, they built a rivalry. But I, you know, it's like, they had no history. And one of the guys we had never that promotion had never seen before. So my whole thing was like, well, that seems kind of weird. They kind of, like, blew their wad on this first match when it was really competitive and then they had to do it two more times so not only uh, do you have to up yourself you have to beat that first attempt but also it's like I'm it's hard it, I, I'm not I, it was hard for me to mentally engage you know it was, like, it was cool to watch that match and see it develop once I know those guys but 
if I were a fan, I wouldn't really know, you know, how to think, you know, the fact, and I, I'm sure I'm glad as a fan that they kept doing return matches to keep watching, but if for the first showing, I think it's a little too much. And I think it was, you know, and that kind of goes back to my whole argument, I know I'm kind of rambling here, kind of goes back to my argument about New Japan. It's like, and if I watch more of it and I do some more research on the wrestlers, maybe I'll get into into it, but like, I don't know. It's it, that's why it's going to be so difficult, I think, for guys like you know Jared's promotion to get over is because uh, hopefully they'll be able to get a lot of guys who can emote, who immediately connect with fans. But if they can't, um, then it's going to be an uphill battle for them. But yeah, it's all about just connecting with the fans first and then putting on a Matt Classic second. That's actually um, part of. The proposal, uh, from what I understand with, with Jarrett, is having some kind of reality show going around recruiting wrestlers to help familiarize the audience with kind of the characters that they're going to portray. Um, would that, do you think that could work? That maybe would help uh, launch the, the GWF like towards what you're talking about, which I, I do agree with, with, with you on the fact that if you go out and just you know have a long technical sound match but you like you say below the load you have to step up your game do you think they approach kind of now by having this idea of a of a i guess i guess it would be a reality show the lack of a better word but mixing in elements of storytelling and and i guess with i don't want to use the k-word but you know what i'm talking about <laughs> well that and see and there that's the thing is um kayfabe is a tricky thing now because mo- you know everyone knows that people don't really try to hurt each other, but at the same time, like we have these storylines that perpetrate the myth that these people are really trying to hurt each other. So if you try to incorporate a reality television uh, gimmick to it, I think it just makes it just muddies the story a little more. It, it blurs the lines, so to speak. I just um, I mean, I think that reality TV uh, has kind of jumped the shark. It's no longer reality TV. It's like docu-series. They don't really call it reality TV anymore. Um, and I think that if they were trying to... If they were going to do a reality series or something, or, you know, some portion of the show where it's a reality TV series inspired where they try to recruit the wrestlers, they had better go all the way and just keep the characters consistent. Um, because you can't have oh, we're going to find this guy, and oh, he's like this, and he's this totally mellow-looking guy. Oh, he's a construction worker by day, but at night he's this crazy guy. Like, I don't think you can do that. I think, you know, it'd be like if you had, you know, if if you followed the Wild Samoans around in the 80s, you know, and they were you know, these brutal savages on television, but then, you know, when they couldn't speak English, and then, you know, at night at the bar, they're just like, you know, usual guys. It kills them to speak. And I think what, I think, um, a lot of fans say we need more reality. We need more reality-based things on our wrestling. I think we need to go the opposite. I think we need to make things more fake. We need to keep things more mysterious and more um, character-driven. I think um, reality has kind of hurt wrestling in a way. Um, there's there's a, there's a fine line between you know smaller levels of reality where you know Steve Austin is just you know it's him cranked up to eleven and this and that um, and there's that, that's okay, but then there's people who are like, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a no-gimmicks guy, I'm just a, this, I'm, a, I'm a gritty grappler. Like, well, that can only get you so far. You need to be a character. 
you know, uh, I had a friend who tried to launch a wrestling promotion not too long ago, which was very much inspired by the characters and outlandish gimmicks of the late 80s, early 90s, WWF. Um, where they're all characters, you know. No one was really themselves. You had, like, a mariachi guy. You had, like, you had one character who was, like, he was kind of like Papa Shango. You had a guy who was very similar to the main character in Big Love. Uh, but they never went on, you know, all these things, you know, you had, like, a Jack Holiday kind of character. You had these wild characters. I think that's what makes wrestling so unique. Uh, it's the personalities, it's the characters, the gimmicks. And I think the further you get away from the the fantasy of it, I think the more it hurts the product because you need that alternative, I feel. And everyone knows that it's not real to begin with, so why don't you just go all the way with it and and, and bring back these characters? Are there something to be said for you know the suspension of disbelief? I uh, I, I have to agree with that. Uh, I know personally many times on this show, you know, I, I get a little cynical and talk about you know, it's it's so there's so much available, so much information on the internet, but I I honestly still want to be worked. I I want to tune in and I want to be not really you know, have to feel like um, peeking behind the curtains and seeing you know the wizard is actually just a man at a box but i i want to i want to have these elements without having you know swerves for the sake of swerves all the time like once in a while a shocking moment is okay like that but of course anything in, in over you know in excess is an overkill um but i i just wonder how how easy i mean i i think it would be fantastic to do that i just wonder how easy it would be able to, to pull off uh just in the modern internet era because i guess it might just be a matter of not going on a lot of the websites and just avoiding it and kind of playing along and you know wink wink nudge nudge with the federation it's like screw it I'm just going to uh, watch your show and I'm not going to worry about the news sites and the podcasts uh oh uh oh throwing our own show under the bus folks <laughs> but that, that's a really interesting concept I uh, I just don't know the answer well, to it you know yeah and you know it, it's, it's tricky because um, if you're, you know, even if you boycott the news sites and the Twitter and everything, you'll still have your friends on Facebook who are giving stuff away. You know, because me, like, you know, more than half of my Facebook uh, friend list is fellow workers, you know. So we all live in that world. And now as a fan, that's a little more tricky. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that, honestly. Um, but... Yeah, I, don't know, I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's a. I mean, we we've had many discussions on the show about you know trying to be optimistic, um, and we do. We one of the th kind of rules in board wrestling fan is even when we have you know stuff going on that we're not thrilled about, we we do our best to try to find the the highlights. Um, and I know I know we don't have you for a long time today, but I, I would like to ask you um, some more positive points of 2014 what are what are some of the things that you've really enjoyed that in all things anything wrestling as opposed to worrying about streaks ending and shields breaking up and all that other stuff that sometimes gets a little bit too much attention and negativity well i'll tell you what in in the young year 2014 that we are in right now we're, ha we're about half halfway mark and I gotta tell you, you talk about the streak ending. I think WrestleMania 30 was one of the best shows I'd ever seen. And they usually try and pull out all the stops at WrestleManias. And I was very pessimistic going into it because the build to me did not feel like it was going to be the biggest show of the year. Um, 
I knew there were going to be good matches, but I didn't know what I would expect. And so it was really cool just to see uh, Lesnar break the streak. What was funny, I wasn't mad that the streak was broken. Uh, well, actually, not yet. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was all great. But what made me laugh was the reaction. Not that the streak was broken, but who broke the streak? Because people were going, oh, how, could, how dare this part-timer, you know, come in and break the streak? Why couldn't you give it to CM Punk? Wah, wah, you know? Like, but it's like, you, and, you know, you can't, my whole thing, after I absorbed it for a second, I go, it had to be an established guy. It had to be a Triple H, a Shawn Michaels, a Brock Lesnar, a guy who wouldn't, you know, who didn't need it, you know? But if he gave it to a young guy, that's an insane amount of pressure on the wrestler and the and the bookers, because yeah. you know, because the wrestlers got to you know it, it, you know suppose they actually did have CM Punk uh, win at 29, and then he walked out this year. How dumb would that have made WWE look to put all this huge investment behind a guy who didn't even stay with the company for a calendar year after the point, you know? But you give it to Brock Lesnar, who is a guy who could who could convincingly do it, and um, make it look good and make it work, and I think that was fine. You know, they could have given it to anyone in the last few years. Sans CM Punk, they could have given it to Shawn Michaels or Triple H, and it would have been fine. And but he gave it to Lesnar, which was cool because he was a guy who was believable. He was the guy who, when he first debuted, tossed Rikishi around like he was nothing. You know, um, so I I was fine with it, and um, that was definitely the highlight for me so far this year. And watching Extreme Rules and Payback were also shows that you know normally they you know kind of go on autopilot and they're really strong shows so i can't really complain about anything going on this year so far i mean royal rumble was obviously a negative point i think i'm sure you guys have talked about that but you know and again my worldview in wrestling is very narrow right now because like i said i only watch i only tend to follow WWE up the closest but um what i've seen from them so far is really positive where they're going to go with daniel bryan i'm not sure but I, I do like what they're doing right now, and I hope they can stay consistent with it. And I do have to leave soon, but I will say something we were talking about earlier about you know the internet and and what what the fan and, and just the, the the what people want out of their wrestling. I think that's kind of the it's the good and the bad of the internet. The internet's kind of killed like the believability of wrestling, but at the same time, it, the internet has been a great wealth for wrestling fans because now no matter what your interest is, whether you want, you know, the cartoonish stuff of WWF or WWE, or if you want, you know, the New Japan, the Ring of Honor, or, you know, Chikara, or your backyard stuff, your hardcore stuff, literally everything out there is available at the push of a button. And I think that's what makes it a really good time to be a wrestling fan. Because I think we're beyond the point now where we want to believe it's real. I think we just appreciate it for the form of theater that it is, because wrestling is just violent theater. Um... So I think it's a really good time to be a wrestling fan now because the internet is so accessible and everyone is on the internet. You could find your local promotion. You could find the national stuff. You could find the international stuff. It's all there. So I think, you know, whether or not we're going to get another boom period like we did in the late 90s, I don't think it's ever going to happen because the market is so saturated and diluted, but um, so spread out. But the, the accessibility of wrestling now is, unlike anything you've ever seen before. So that's what I would like to close on, I guess, is that it's a good time to be a fan. As pessimistic as we like to be, I think we you know, can't see the forest or the trees. Um, but yeah, the Internet has kind of made wrestling, um, it, 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 it's made wrestling uh, better for everyone, I think. 
I, I, you know, I think that that's a nice positive way to uh, to put it. And I, 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 I always try my best to remain optimistic. I, there is a lot of things that might, you know, develop over the next year that I, I think there's a lot of positives to look forward to. Um, there is a lot of really talented guys in the system as well as on the main stage. So I, I can't dis- uh, disagree with you in the slightest, to be honest with you. I, I, I think a lot of it is coming down to what you, you hammered home earlier, which is a great point, is that it, it's, you need the good storytelling element. Um, and that, that there, there is some stuff that might happen over the next couple of weeks with this whole Shield and Seth Rollins thing. And I was talking about that at the top of the show, that we don't know what's going to happen. And it's not the end of the world. That this could actually turn out to be a very interesting, very interesting storyline. Um, we probably should uh, pimp your stuff, man. Yeah, it's about, it's about time to just start pimping, I guess. Um, I, I think yeah. people really need to check your stuff out, um, which is one of the reasons I really am glad you came on the show, because you're doing some great work with Wrestling With Regret. Uh, do you want to go ahead and, and chill? Yes, uh, I will chill away. The show is called Wrestling With Regret. Regret is spelled the W at the beginning, because alliterations are cool. Um, and right now, all my stuff so far is on YouTube, but I also have a Bliff channel, bliff.tv slash wrestlingwithregret. Um, I'm putting, I'm reposting all the old stuff on that one. I'm kind of giving myself a nice cushion to get other, get newer episodes ready. I do have a lot of new stuff planned. I've got a couple of wrestling movies I want to review, some more editorials, uh, more wrestling video game episodes. Uh, I found a really obscure wrestling board game I'm going to review. Uh, a lot of new stuff coming down the pipe with that. There will be, hopefully, pay-per-view reviews in the future. Um, and if the mood ever strikes me, more music videos. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, there's the Wrestling With Regret. And then there's a Facebook page for Wrestling With Regret. There's a Facebook page for me, the Z-Man Brian Zane. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter, at Z-Man Brian Zane. And I think I've done all the shilling I can. Right on. Now, I uh, I have to say, I, I'm actually really intrigued by the idea of, of you doing some video game reviews. That sounds awesome. We, uh, we, yeah. we're, we're big video game nerds here at, on, on this show as well. So um, maybe one last quick question about video games before we uh, let you get on with your day. Sure. What's your favorite game? Uh, wrestling game. It doesn't have to be WWE. Could be. Well, you know, it's, it's easy to say no mercy, and I think that's, you know, that would be my favorite game I can think of, really. Um, I <laughs> I love the concept of Legends of Wrestling. Hated the execution of it, just because the gameplay was so awful. Um, and I felt the same way about Legends of WrestleMania. Really cool concept, but the gameplay really kind of soured it for me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you had to pick one, it would have been uh, No Mercy. But I haven't really played a lot of, a lot of wrestling games lately. I'm kind of still hung up on doing a GTA Five, uh, <laughs> and I have Dishonored. I still need to play. I, I still and Red Dead Redemption. I have like a bajillion games I still need to play. Uh, but every once in a while, I pull out No Mercy and have some fun with some friends. But yeah, um, but yeah, uh, thanks for, so much for having me on the show, guys. Um, really appreciate uh, you calling me on to do this and uh, yeah really appreciate the opportunity to get my voice heard on this oh well, you know thanks for coming on cool 
All right, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, so that was uh, Brian Zane of Wrestling with Regret on Board Wrestling Fan Radio. And yes. uh, again, folks, please go out of your way, take some time to check out uh, the music video that we did play, the song too, but you should see the actual video component that goes with it. Very well done. Absolutely. Made me laugh multiple times. And that's not easy to do anymore because I'm old and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're old. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, on that note, I uh, guess we'll see everybody next week. That's, that's a shot. That's a wrap, folks. At Punish78, at Mark underscore Noise, at Random Redhead, at G of the Internet, at Think So Joe. Uh, we are at Board Wrestling Fan. That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. Don't forget to check out BookerTees.com. Give them some love. Buy their t shirts so maybe they'll release the one that I'm waiting for. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Sa. Who will hey. Damien Sandal be tomorrow? You're welcome. Silence. I want to go to the beach. I want to go to the beach too. Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs>